now, you're listening to the Mad Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They hey, what's going on, Mad Madness family? This is Edwin Igina, oldest brother of Josh Prep Igina, founding member of the No Fly Zone fan club and the guy who single-handedly stole Dean Malenko's charisma. Before Prep ever took a single bump at CCW, I was the one giving him suplexes, gorilla presses, diamond cutters, and power slams. He still sports a scar to this day, courtesy of me. Congrats on hitting 100 episodes. You guys made it longer than a Zack Ryder title reign. For that alone, I salute you. Hey guys, it's Shivani here. I'm just wishing the guys at Matt Manus Podcast a fantastic congratulations in 100 episodes. Oh my gosh, that's insane. If you haven't checked them out already, please check them out at Matt Madness Podcast on Twitter. And shout out to my boy Ron. I thank you for everything and all of your support. You've been fantastic, as well as the rest of the guys. Thank you. Hey boys, this is Phil here. Just wanted to reach out to my Matt Madness homies, Ronnie, Aaron, F, Joey, and Prep. Congrats on 100 episodes, and here's to 100 more. Love you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Char, a.k.a. India Rio, and I just want to say holy cannoli, congrats to my guys over at Matt Madness Podcast for hitting 100 episodes. That's amazing, and it's phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I cannot wait to come back and update you guys on the life of India Rio, because I know everyone's asking. However, I just really looking forward to the next 100 and the next 100. So congrats, guys. This is Ring of Honor ring announcer Nick Lendl, and I'm happy to announce that now, stepping into the ring for their 100th episode, the Mad Madness Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. We are here with the 100th episode. Cien. I am here this week with a hell of a cast of characters. <laughs> Don't forget anybody. Uh, yeah, I'll try not to. I am here with my very good friends, Ek2Fly, <laughs> Eric Trembicki. Cien, 100. Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rodermel. Making your knees weak 100 times <laughs> over, baby. <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. What's good? Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Alo. We have the babyface, Ronald Lloyd. First appearance ever on the show. Only took 100 episodes to get him here. Yes, but I did make it here, so thank you for having me. You did. It's glad, I'm glad to have you. And the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Welcome, everybody, to episode 100. One thing, Rock. Yes. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Volkoff requests that you all please rise and show respect while he sings the Soviet Union National Anthem. Russia number one, Iran number one, USA ha two. 
<laughs> that was a very pleasant surprise at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Laugh, that was incredible. I salute you, and I salute the former Soviet Union for that. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. You've Go told on. me before, I still know the entire Soviet national anthem. Because of Nikolai Volkov. Hi, everybody. Uh, Matt Mannis, congratulations. I love you guys. Thanks for letting me sing that. Laugh. I'm just about out of energy from that. I, I can guarantee our buddies over at the False Count Anywhere podcast will extremely enjoy that. <laughs> you think they'll mark out for the but Soviet anthem? Russ will, at least. <laughs> I have no ego. We all know that, but give me some props for knocking that down for the first time. That <laughs> <laughs> was very good. If, if I good. can make two comments to, to that, please. Uh, when you guys were at that show on Saturday and the, the, the vlog that prepped it was awesome, and you're sitting next to Nikolai, I'm looking at the screen like, holy shit, Volkov's next to And you guys were marking out more last week on the episode than when you sat next to Volkov. Other than that, the quintessential stud muffin was next to you, Joel Gertner, one of the best promos ever. And no heat for Gertner, too. So yeah, shout Gertner, out to Volkov and Gertner. Gertner blew me off. Nikolai Volkov was actually very nice to me. Volkov we, was We had tight. like a friendship. Yeah. And now you, you could tell him that you know somebody that knows the anthem. I may cut that clip and just play it for him. I'll save it to my phone and play it when I see him next time. You need video for that, too. We got it. And the, and the Russian national anthem in Rocky Four is different. Yeah. Just... And not nearly as good. Asterisk, yes. Um, so, so before we get into the meat of the show, we do have Clash of Champions this week. This is going to be probably our least detail-oriented show we've ever done. Uh, and I apologize if this is your first time listening. If you've listened 99 times, uh, the audio quality is not going to be as good as normal because we have seven people in this room huddled around one microphone. This is the best we're going to do, so please bear with us for episode 100. Uh, listen to Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, episode 20 will be dropping on Friday. Throwback Madness, Armageddon 08 is available, that was a fun show. Uh, five star ratings and reviews on iTunes and Alo. would you like to move some merch? God, there's more to say. Okay, what, is there, what else is there to <laughs> no, say? I'm saying there's still more to say after that opening. <laughs> um, so if you, <laughs> if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling teacher, you can head over to collarandelbow.com. Use promo code MATMAN for 10% off your order. And for the holiday season, for a good stock and stuff, you can head to wrestlecrate.com, where they have the exclusive St. Mick thing um, going, around, going along this month. So head over to wrestlecrate.com to gr- and use promo code MADNESS to get that St. Nick special item. Only operational promo codes in the business. Yes. Is that as Nick far Foles as we know. Or? Not Nick Foles. Not Nick okay. Foles. All right. Well, Nick Live Volko? We're calling yeah. him St. Nick right Let's now. not Saint talk Mick. about Nick Foles. Oh, Mick. Our savior, Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> so one last thing before we start to get into the episode. Uh, episode 100, want to just give a toast to everyone that is here with us tonight. Um, this might be a little longer than you guys expect, but... Get my Ric Flair So, on. I will start with the godfather of, po- of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. I want to thank you for still being my friend for 33 years after we first met in kindergarten. Uh, thank you for still loving wrestling as much as you do. I want to thank you for inviting me to the Royal Rumble in 2015, uh, pushing me to write for TJR Wrestling, uh, because without those two things, none of us would be sitting here doing this right now. Um, and I'd just like to thank you for supporting us and contributing to, to the show as much as you do. Uh, I'd like to thank Dennis, who's not an on-air talent. 
The suit. I'd like to thank you for basically inceptioning the idea of doing a podcast to me. I want to thank you for believing in my ability more than anyone else does. Having endless patience and persistent encouragement to combat my, to combat my relentless self-doubt. And uh, for your encouragement to everybody else on the show. So thank you, Dennis. Eric, I want to thank you for being a loyal friend and co-host. Uh, I want to thank you for being a contrarian at the times when no one else will. I want to thank you for contributing thoughts and ideas that very often make me think of things in a way that I haven't before. You make me rethink things more often than most people do. Uh, and I want to thank you for having hair so good <laughs> that it makes up for me not having any. Uh, I would like to thank you also for introducing me to Aaron. Uh, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for being so unbelievably dedicated and prepared every week. Uh, I'd like to thank you for having so much passion for the show, for coining so many of our callbacks and catchphrases on the show. I'd like to thank you for laughing so hard at my rants and jokes. Uh, and I'd especially like to thank you for being the Dave Meltzer of the post office dirt sheets. Um, Dave Meltzer. Joey, I first have to thank you for buying those three sizes too big vans in 1998 uh, that, that initially won me over and made us friends. Uh, I would like to thank you for always without fail making me laugh during the intro every single time. Uh, I'd like to thank you for battling through unbelievable work hours for two years to be here. Waiting on Baylow. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for always knowing when to slide in a joke and always saying something ridiculous that calms me down when I'm heated. And, of course, for being so damn sexy. That's <laughs> um, true. Prep, I would like to thank you for being the final piece of the Matt Madness puzzle, uh, for your new and different ideas on progressing the show and adding new content for chronicling Matt Madness from behind your camera as you're doing right now, um, for your engagement on social media, always knowing when your pitch is coming and knocking it out of the park, and, of course, for leading the crusade against vegans of the wrestling world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, Ronald, I didn't know when I did this that you were going to be here, but I don't know you as well as all these other guys. We haven't had the opportunity to get to know each other that well yet. But I want to thank you for something you probably don't think of this, you probably don't realize it, but your listener questions in the early weeks and months of this show helped develop like the conversational style that we've grown into, and so you played a bigger part in Mad Madness than you probably realize. So thank you as well. No so for that, I thank all of you for being here with me doing this every week. I thank you guys listening, but so salute. 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 Double M. That was well done, Ash. Um, so, with that being said, 100 episodes in, that is 100 weeks of doing the show. Does anyone want to answer in any way that they have changed over these 100 episodes as a wrestling fan? I feel like I've become sexier just hearing my voice once over again. I just, I, I don't know. I what just I, feel sexier. That happens with age, Joey. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> Fine, like fine wine? I was going to say like champagne, but you're, more like wine. You're not like. black, but they made an exception with you. <laughs> <laughs> as far as me, personally, I know one of the ways I've changed is instead of going against the quote-unquote company guy like John Cena or Roman Reigns, I've come to embrace the fact that there is a reason why those guys are the chosen ones. Because they're the best. Yeah, and instead of insulting them or running them down... 
I will now defend them tooth and nail, which I was not like that 100 episodes ago. I'm going to ditto exactly what you said about the whole company guy thing. And Ron kind of opened my eyes to this. I appreciate silliness way mm. more now. <laughs> so, like, on Raw, when there's something bad, I try to find the good in it, and I actually pop. Yeah. For example, like Drew Gulak yes. on a weekly basis. He's silliness, but a lot of people don't pick up on it, and they might not find it funny. So that's what I remember a few weeks ago about, about Elias. How we you said we were ahead of the curve a, yeah. a lot of the time, and everybody's not on board. But we're always ahead of the curve because we actually find the good in everything. We don't try to bash everything like the rest of the IWC does. <laughs> <laughs> like, ju- like laugh across from me right now. <laughs> so that's, a, that's how I've changed, and um, I've also seen. Well, we, we, we we'll get to we have a, you have a, something you want to ask us. We'll get I'll get to that more in detail then. Uh yeah. I can even piggyback off of what you know you guys were saying. Just you know, listening to the podcast for the past ninety nine episodes has made me more <laughs> more insightful about wrestling. Um, you know, I, I was I was into it as a kid, fell out of it, and then getting back into it 2014, 2015, and um, you know, being able to listen to you guys' different perspectives kind of opened my eyes to different things and being able to enjoy more of the performances and. You know, not try to bash everything that you see. You know, it's, it's, it's very easy to bash a guy like Roman Reigns, but um, and I was one of those guys, <laughs> unfortunately. But talking to Aaron and listening to you guys, I've definitely seen the light with him. I'm able to actually enjoy him a lot more and appreciate his work, and as well as John Cena as well. Even to the point where I think we were all at the uh, uh, battleground, yes. and we were all I think marking out to John Cena <laughs> something, something that probably wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago right. prior. But I think we've all evolved. So um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I first got here in November of last year, during my unsanctioned, it was like. Oh, Prep, he's the indie guy. Like, <laughs> prep, prep loves the indies. Because I watched a couple episodes of ROAs. <laughs> but, um, but I guess two weeks ago, I really noticed that, no, I'm probably the guy who like doesn't care about the indies. And I really appreciate what WWE does to the point where I was like, man, why am I the only guy who cares about this show right now? Nobody else likes it. <laughs> But, I mean, I can appreciate the indie shows going with you guys, and I'd admit that probably now I have the only show that I want to go to is Royal Rumble, and then I just want to go to, like, House of Hardcore all together, like, from now on probably. Or not Royal Rumble, I'm sorry, WrestleMania. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's how I've changed. And I remember thinking before I was even on the show, wow, John Cena sucks and this and that, but I guess... At, like, Mania, I wore a John Cena shirt two years ago. <laughs> and ever since then, I kind of embraced the guy and appreciate him for what he is. Day. I did get a lot mm-hmm, of heat that did. day. Yeah, I'm glad that Ronald brought up what he did because that was kind of always my intention was, like, every wrestling fan is not the same. And you feel like you see people on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and everybody's got, like, the same opinion. But not everybody really thinks the same. Not everybody likes the same guys. Not everybody likes the same segments. So one of the things I've always tried to embrace, we use the phrase embrace the madness. I've always just tried to embrace, like, what's different? You know, everybody's different. That was why I always wanted to do unsanctioned. So everybody could tell their own unique, different story. And I think it's cool that, like, we've actually grown and changed the way we look at things. Probably just from talking to each other as often as we do about it. 
Well, I mean, to play off a lot of the stuff Aaron and Prep just said, I mean, obviously our opinions changed on a lot of people. When episode one, we didn't even want to say John Cena's name. <laughs> now, we're fined if you said well, we had, name. A, we <laughs> had <laughs> a money jar for that. I mean, that was that, now, was, that, that yeah. just shows yeah. how full circle this went. We refused to say his name. Um, one thing Aaron said in an early episode that I really took to heart, you know, it, it could go into a long argument, but there's the, you know, he came up with the saying, you know, bad wrestling is good wrestling. And I always looked at it like, you know, if that thing, if it sucks, it sucks. But one thing I've, over the past hundred weeks, I try to find the good in everything I watch. Like, it wasn't good to me then. Maybe there's something good now. Someone liked it. Maybe there's something not so not so bad. I definitely didn't think 100 episodes ago that I would have went to X amount of indie shows in between now and then. So I would think the biggest thing that has changed is my actual interest into the independent wrestling scene. Yeah, like you've grown into liking way more stuff in the world of wrestling. Definitely. Than Bigger wrestling palette. Yeah. yeah. So the next thing is, over the course of these hundred weeks... Oh. What happened? Did you get your throat? You got well, sexier. I said I sexier, but I mean... I, okay. I'm also, I'm, I've also grown as a wrestling fan. I mean, not that I didn't enjoy wrestling as much, but through doing the, th- the throwbacks and then the tournaments and things like that, um, I've become more open to the different menus you guys, you know, kind of... I'll watch different wrestling matches. I'll go back, watch these matches, and it kind of rekindles a lot of that, that love that I had when I was growing up. Um, I know doing the podcast, we've all talked about sometimes it could be a chore to watch all this wrestling in a given week. But I throw, I watch a throwback, uh, I watch an old pay-per-view, and I'm like, this is why I do it, because this is something I've loved since I was a kid. And it's fun fun just to do that. Yeah, how many things do we have that we liked when we were five that like some of us still like when we're 38, some of us still like when we're 36, some of us still like when we're 26? Less than a handful. Yeah. <laughs> I've... Changed in two ways. Only two. Well, well, I'm glad only two ways. We changed it somehow. Well, I could probably give you five. The human brain is only supposed to remember five things. That's a fact. But yeah, you know the whole Russia, the whole. Uh, That's one. Look at it on YouTube on the way home because I because I nailed that by yeah, the way. Uh, I've changed. I hate everything. <laughs> and each week I hate more. And. It's a shame because the talent is awesome. The talent's there. So I hate the booking. I hate Triple H. I hate Vince McMahon anymore. I hate Stephanie McMahon. I hate Shane Meaning McMahon. Triple H was the new part. So we'll, I'll, I'll get into that later. And, and, the, and, and, the sec- that later. and the second thing, I may get emotional here, but I've – now been able to share wrestling with my son. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Warrior in his Hall of Fame speech, he said something to the effect of, I've done some really awesome things in my life. And he pointed to his two girls and he said, but you two are the greatest thing I've ever done. So J- Joey has picked this up. We, we play 2K together. <laughs> uh, we play with his action figures together. I've taken him to some live events. He wanted me to say hello to you guys. So back to hating things everything that he likes i hate <laughs> uh, with, with his with enzo amore versus kane with his action figures but being able Does to share it, over? you know what he he books it different every time dean ambrose ends up winning the match even if he's not in it <laughs> and they sounds like your kind of guy <laughs> and they go through a ladder 
it's it's like a mega elbow drop. It's mm. it's it's Get crazy. Him on WWE booking that. I, I mean, love he, it. He seems like he's got it down. He can probably does, do better does, than some of these does guys. Does Hardy still have all the titles? No, Dean Ambrose has every every title. <laughs> oh, man. So sharing it with my son has been very very wonderful and very fortunate. Yeah, I think that's, that's already awesome. the best part of the podcast for me. I, yeah, I might leave. Well, Eck, you remember when we went to a live event together with Laugh and his son and and. Uh, Pre Matt Madness, yeah, this is pre Matt Madness. Uh, wow, that was that long ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Troy. I think it was the first time I met Troy. Mm-hmm. First time I met Joey, um, and Joey was not interested in it really at all. He didn't really know the guys. He was just not in- into it. And then we see him at the pay per view this summer. He and tells Baron Corbin, knows who everybody is. He's chanting. He's heckling. And it's like this has been such a turnaround. I think that's really cool yeah. that like. He's kind of come of age and started to to like the the same thing that you grew up liking. That is awesome. Happy for um, you. So, who wants to go first? I, you know, I'll take this one first. I want to know everybody's favorite thing that's happened. I, I gotta go second. And least favorite. I want to go first. I'm gonna, my favorite thing I'm going to say is something I know no one else will say. There's probably other things I could say other than this, but my favorite thing is the story of James Ellsworth. Yes. No, I'm about to say it. I don't want to cut you off because you that he. Came out of nowhere. He was the first enhancement talent for Braun Strowman. And everyone hated Braun at that time. And those enhancement matches started to turn Braun into an attraction. And James Ellsworth played a huge part in that. They had the callback at Survivor Series of him <laughs> grabbing his leg from under under the ring. And then he got thrown out of the ring. Or no, he got thrown from the stage through a table. He did a lot of funny stuff. He made me laugh every week. He was always good when a lot of the things around him were bad. And uh, it's sad to see him go, but, like, I couldn't be happier for that guy that he got the opportunity to live a dream. He got to have three matches at eight with AJ Styles. Is he, uh, He's undefeated against him, right? He, no, lost, he lost once. The title match uh, he got. He yes. Lost. But, like, that that's one of my favorite things. Um, my least favorite thing. This is going to be the obvious. You all know, yeah. William, William Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, when you mentioned before recording that a question was going to be you know your favorite moment over the 100 week span the idea came to my head and I was like you know what I'm going to get heat for it but then Mr. Lafferty over here put over his son uh, Dean Ambrose cashing in that, that's my mark out <laughs> moment that was I think the highlight is me for a wrestling fan uh, Aaron was there I popped when that happened I'm sure if I sat here for five minutes or so and really thought about it I could think of a live event we were at but as a fan, that was something I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, something I disliked. Wow, I, I hate to complain. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll go with the obvious. Anything um, with the Miz and the Intercontinental title. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. So the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I said the worst of the past 100 weeks. Prep, you have a favorite and a least favorite? So I'm going to do a bit of pandering here. Okay. My favorite moment since being on the podcast was probably the last House of Hardcore event we went to when we gave you the plates. Mm-hmm. Um, the build-up to that was so long, <laughs> and I was scared that it was going to fall flat, but it actually went really well. So that was kind of like one of those things where I was like, all right, that was great. <laughs> that was like a heartfelt moment. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick like a favorite wrestling moment, it would probably be when we went to WrestleMania and saw the Hardys. That's like an easy one yeah, to pick. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite, <clears throat> uh, 
probably going to WrestleMania and seeing the Bray Wyatt match. That was pretty bad. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it didn't that get was, much worse than that. That was pretty bad. Flo yeah. Rida performance or Bray Wyatt match? That's a photo. <laughs> the Pitbull performance. I'd rather watch that. Uh, Joey, a favorite and a least favorite over the last hundred weeks of wrestling? Well, that's a lot, 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 lot of fat to chew there. Yeah. I mean, kind of some of my favorites, uh, WWE booking, steering, so, stealing some of our catchphrases. I that's mean, true. I.e. the shovel. Yeah. They didn't have that around till we put it on the air. Right. There's been a couple of moments like that where we, we can't get out there and actually know it's on TV. I feel like we're important in that, in that sense. Yeah. Well, I feel like the guy who writes it just admitted it like a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, yeah I listen to you guys. <laughs> yeah, you put it down. Well, I know Brian Gerard James' favorite moment of the last hundred weeks was meeting me. And <laughs> 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 what about a least favorite, Joseph? I mean, before I get into least favorite, too, I get an- another part of my favorites for this past year is just some of the, um, the first ever women's matches we've seen. It's been a really epic year as far as I've, we've watched wrestling all my entire life. This has been some of the most like progressive as far as quality women's matches, mm-hmm. first cage matches. It's been awesome to kind of watch. Um, the May Young Classic, I love that. Yeah. thought that was awesome. Um, my least favorite, to kind of piggyback off what you said, you said James Ellsworth. It was when James Ellsworth was beating AJ. <laughs> I got really heated around yeah, that you time. Hated I, that. I was really, really, really uh, bothered by that. But, I mean, I still love James. Yeah. You eventually grew to yeah, be okay I, with him. I got over it. I got over it. <laughs> yeah. Laugh, a favorite and a least favorite? My favorite over the last hundred episodes is the rise of non-WWE talent, with two names in particular, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Find me a bad match, either one of those two. I challenge you, and I dare you to do so. <laughs> I did not watch them as much in the past, and over the last hundred episodes, anything they do in the ring is absolutely fantastic. I hope AJ keeps the belt for a really, really, really long time, but I hope they put him on last. Uh, this Sunday, guys, he is not going to be in the main event. It has something to do with gender just being awful in the ring, <laughs> but the main event is Shane McMahon and mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. I agree. Okay, which yeah. leads me right into my least favorite is Triple H and the McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor Series was awful. The end of Survivor Series, when that scumbag walked (laughs) off the stage and banged into the Titantron, taking all the heat from the rest of the night, he's such a jerk-off, he trains them in NXT and promotes them, and he's this big hero. And then, in the spotlight, he steals it. He steals it from them. He's an asshole and a, <laughs> and a dickhead. <laughs> Not the very most PG episode for that. <laughs> so after 100 episodes of the phone, get the explicit sticker. <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, what they're doing is, is absolutely wonderful. And they, yep. they will not shine. It's going to be about Shane and Daniel Bryan. Yep. Daniel Bryan I love. And I hope he wrestles again. I really, truly do. I want him to be safe, but I hope he wrestles again. But... Uh, And recently with the Dubai trip, with Triple H dancing, (laughs) I just want him to go away yesterday. He'd be gender, you know. Merry Christmas, <laughs> hallelujah, holy shit. Well, Clark Griswold. So, <laughs> how, how, how'd you feel about my thoughts on Survivor Series, about that main event? 
your thoughts on the main event were good. Okay. <laughs> Those were good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ronald, a favorite and a least favorite? Yeah, I'll say my favorite um, thing that's happened over the past 100 episodes, kind of piggyback off of what Joe said, was the um, evolution of the women. They went from, you know, ballets and just being like a, you know, sideshow mm-hmm. to now being part of the main show. Um, actually, men inventing a pay-per-view. Um, and, uh, of course, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm a huge fan of Total Divas. I <laughs> a lot of talent from the Divas, if you know, translated and helped produce that show, which I think is arguably one of the most well-written hour productions. <laughs> I, I've been telling you that. All week. I've been telling you that. So they have great agree. creative on Total Divas. Those writers Absolutely. are excellent. I keep telling you really that. Are. It's really one of the best hours of WWE programming <laughs> all week. So that's one of my... Most favorite things. Yeah. So, uh, least favorite, I would say, is probably the, in my opinion, the rise and fall of Daniel, or not Daniel, um, Bray Wyatt. Mm. I love them coming in, uh, but he, it's just the way they're booking him. Right now, he's in the feud with um, Matt Hardy, which I hope goes over well. But I can't wait for it. I mean, it hasn't. It's barely started. I can't wait for it to be over. So, <laughs> you know, because I don't. I don't want. The whole Woken thing to be messed with right. by Bray. So um, I would say, yeah, the, the rise and fall for me of, of Bray Wyatt. <coughs> That's a good one. It's been a, a precipitous fall. Well, he hasn't he didn't rise that much, but no, um, yeah, you guys have been waiting for that rise for <laughs> quite um, some time. Now, with that, I feel like I was, I, uh, like you guys say, like ahead of the curve. I felt like I was kind of ahead of it, but I really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't. I totally missed that one. <laughs> Alo. So um, I'll start on my disappointment first. Um, my disappointment of the year has been, well, the first hundred episodes has been 2017. <laughs> the, As a whole. The, the, no, the stars, the main big stars of 2017, that's been my major disappointment and thing I hate the most because think about this. 2017, the coming, well, coming into 2017, we lost Finn Balor. So we knew we were, we were getting him back. Nakamura comes to SmackDown. I liked Bray Wyatt, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. They got they fixed them recently, but the things that we were looking forward to that we would thought save the WWE and make things good, they didn't. Finn Balor has been nothing. Nakamura has been. If there's a word to even replace the word nothing or lower <laughs> than nothing, that would be Nakamura. Bray Wyatt has has horrible, and I gave him kudos. With the whole Randy Orton thing, that 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 what they're going to say with the JoJo thing. Oh, he, did, uh, he, he has that. <laughs> That's a whole other story. story. But like Prep said, like sorry, when, when he was feeling with Orton, it was good. And and then like we were like, how did it get here when Orton's burning the house down? And then WrestleMania happened. Like, okay, that's it. Then the House of Horrors happens, and that's it. That's that really solidifies in there. And then, but the thing I did like was the rise of the people that we weren't supposed to like: James Ellsworth, Alicia Fox. Titus Worldwide, a lot Elias who did nothing on NXT, comes in is like focal point of the show every single week. So, the, my disappointment in the first time episode is the big name of, for 2017. But I did love the rise of the people that you weren't supposed to care about. All the organic stuff. Yes, <clears throat> that's such a good point because Titus Worldwide, I would have cared. So less about if those other guys w- were doing something. Yeah, yeah, like they made me like Alicia Fox, like. Fox savvy vet. Ten years later, they made, they made me like, you Alicia, like Alicia Fox. Fox. That was bad, <laughs> but they made me like Alicia Fox for two months. 
and the thing I did, the thing I loved about the first hundred episodes, laugh almost took my answer, but he mm-hmm. didn't elaborate the same way I was going to do it. It's kind, of, they kind of go hand, they kind of connect. So it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Bullet Club. Cody Rhodes, for example, first, he's like the first guy that was like disgruntled in WWE that people be like, why isn't you? Let, why aren't you letting him be Cody? Anymore. Why? Just let him be Cody. Let him um, get rid of the Stardust thing. So he leaves WWE. He finally gets his release. Debuts at Wrestle Kingdom, and I was one of the people to say like, "Why is he in the Bullet Club already?" Right. I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Huh?" So I, I asked Derek. He's like, "Did Derek explain?" He's like, "No." No, I haven't seen everything Cody. But the demand, like even when Cody's in WWE and still Stardust, the demand for Cody was still there. People wanted Cody to see Cody in that spotlight, and Cody went out in that spotlight and did it on his own. He wasn't signed to anybody. Until what August or June, June, June or August? When, sometime in summer, he wasn't signed to anybody. He was just showing up at Ring of Honor, Impact, um, all, all these independent shows. He did a few House of Hardcores, but he made his stand with the world of professional wrestling bounce around all over the place without a contract. And that was his, that was the point when he became champion. They won't put the belt on somebody without a contract. He officially signs the Ring of Honor. So and then the buzz he the buzz he creates is bigger than what WWE does. Like when Bullock, when they invaded Raw, that was awesome, and they even called back to the whole um, DX invasion WCW thing. That that whole thing was great. Yeah, but promo the, the, of the year. <clears throat> yeah, the, the Independence Day speech, phenomenal. <laughs> My favorite promo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's up there for, for when Lash just did his um ball call. But it's still up there. And the to go in, so now he connects with the Bullet Club, and the thing about the Bullet Club is, you know, like they've been around for a while. They and but the thing I do like about them, they continue to reinvent themselves. Like in WWE, they kind of enhance the Bullet Club to an extent, but they don't really know it because when Finn Balor comes to WWE, the Bullet Club they lose him, but they get AJ. But they but they acknowledge the Bullet Club on WWE television. So that's telling people like, okay, well he came from the Bullet Club, so I'm find out what he what he is. Then AJ Styles comes on. And they say, oh, he's from Bullet Club from New Japan. Then the club comes there. They're, they're nothing. But they acknowledged it. And back then, when AJ Styles was in, became first team in WWE, I know Bullet Club was big, but I don't think it was that big. And then we were like, where are they going to go from there? So the rise of Kenny Omega, like laugh hit on. Kenny Omega has become a household name. He wasn't a household name, to my knowledge. I might be wrong, three, two, three years ago. He wasn't the name that he is now today. And then they bring in Adam Cole to the Bullet Club. They continue to reinvent themselves. They kick him out because they have the same formula. They're real formulaic, but it always hits. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Like, some, like, like kind of like the NWO, but the NWO, it didn't always hit. You, everybody said, oh, everybody's in the NWO. So kind of like everybody's in the Bullet Club. But the thing with Bullet Club is everybody hits. Like, Wait, kick- it's not a Bullet Club red yet. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No. <laughs> and then, for example, they kick Adam Cole out. They bring in Marty Scroll, And Marty Scroll is... Excellent. I love, I love him. He's a focal point on being the elite. He's, he's, he's excellent. The Bucks continue to impress and show that it's the, pers- it's the person, not the brand. They continue to show that on a weekly basis. So I haven't seen everything, but they garner your interest all the time because they're always going out their way to like, Im- like entertain us. And that's, what w- and that's where they better in WWE because the Bullet Club themselves as a whole, they go out their way to entertain us on a weekly basis. And you could tell WWE more, once every four months they phone it in. I mean, they give us a good show, but any other time they phone it in. And, and also with Bullet Club t-shirt sales, like we're not like a lot of us, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm like day one-ish yeah. when the Bullet Club <laughs> shirts. I'm like day two or three. But 
people can be, we were when they first hit hot topic we were like god why well, i got to hit hot topic so now everybody's going to be on the on the on the bandwagon even if they like the wrestler or not but whether we know we like it or not that's a good thing they're a hot topic that's what the re- the world of professional wrestling mm-hmm. needs and prep knows i boycott hot topic <laughs> for this reason i'm i'm already going on friday don't wear out no, 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 no. alpha club but shirt peep pe- pe- <laughs> me out a part of my lateness, I picked up the Young Bucks and Villain Club t-shirt prior to my lateness today. Because these guys are out there on a weekly basis trying to entertain us the best way they can on their shows, being the elite on YouTube. It's all great. It's the best thing in wrestling right now. And that's what the wrestling world needs. So the reason I bought, the, I finally bought those shirts, I was like, you know what? I want to show my support and, and help them do things. Like Even talk, them talking about funding their own 10,000 arena show. The world needs that. I don't think it'll be televised or anything, but the world needs that for the, in the world of professional wrestling. So that's my favorite thing in the first 100 episodes, even though we don't cover it. Yeah, it's a good thing, though. And we all pay attention to it, at least. Yeah. It? It's all on our radar because they've made it so it can't not be on our radar. So I think we, they, we do have to give them a lot of credit that they've broken through the monster that is WWE and like they're carving out a space for themselves. Like, I think you have to give them a lot of credit for that. Hey, Ron, just a heads up. Yes. I went into Hot Topic to buy <laughs> Kenny Omega shirt. <laughs> Sold out? How'd you feel when you walked in there? I, well. Did you feel 100 years old? I felt like I was 200 years old. They called me <laughs> sir about a couple hundred times. Did you feel like the 40-year-old virgin? <laughs> hey, excuse me, pops. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in here? I had on dress shirt, dress pants, <laughs> nice Cole Hans. Yeah. So you dressed the part. They called they called me sir. I like to pick up one of your trendy new shirts. <laughs> which one which one is it? But then I tried to show that I was cool too. I bought I bought a Van Halen shirt also. Good move. Good move. Yeah. Do you think they were talking about how cool you were after you left? Nah, they're like <laughs> he said, all those curse words I said with you. Was he in Van Halen? <laughs> uh, does anyone else have anything they want to get into before we get into Clash of Champions and SmackDown? I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> do we have to? Do you have Do you have a hundred episode Ron Ron versus the world? I don't. I'm trying to just be happy. Uh, optimistic tonight. We'll, we'll call my toast Ronnie versus the world for tonight. Fair enough. I think that that works. That works. Um, I'm trying to find the post, but Pro Wrestling Tees, like, two weeks ago posted something where they sold, like, yeah. well, I I might be exaggerating. It was, like, 500,000 or something. I think it was more than that, though. It was almost 500,000 Bullet Club shirts. Year and that's just pro, ro- and that's like just that. pro wrestling tees. That's not even including hot Just pro right. wrestling tees. And that's not including the fake ones that you see, too. Yeah. Yeah, and Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae shirts are hitting Hot Topic this weekend. Wow. Yeah, they're hitting select ones to see how it do, how, it, how they do for yeah. national release. Did they have any Matt Manda shirt numbers? Uh, no, but there's this website, whatamaneuver.com. <laughs> <laughs> Enter code madness for 10% off your order. <laughs> He's trying to take your gig. Get your onesies, your hoodies, your You're t-shirts. Your gig, huh? Look, man, it's a lot to remember. Clash of Champions, as Laugh mentioned, the main event is really Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn facing Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Did anyone... Did anyone love the Yet movement as much as I did? Yes, I did. <laughs> yep. and the shirt is out. Their, yeah, they it's were out. wearing the shirt is out. They were wearing literal really? Daniel yeah, Daniel is. Bryan Yes T-shirts with the P, you know, put over the S. Trash logo and all. Yeah, I loved it. Um, 
I love that they were acting like everyone was behind them and with them, <laughs> and they, they were trying to occupy SmackDown. It just didn't work. Everybody did say yep, though. They did. Th- that's one of the problems with the, w- the WWE universe is you hate something. Now, granted, nobody hates Sammy and Owens, but like Ryback, for instance. People hate Ryback. They don't care about him, but they're chanting, feed me more when he comes out, and then Vince is like, oh, they like him. And it's like, no, they don't. They just chant anything. Any catchphrase somebody has, they just go along with it. They did We the People for how long? Did anybody like Jack Swagger? No, nobody did. No, but Jim I liked Ross him when he was with Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people just chant things that they can chant. It's not because they actually like the talent. But um, yeah, I thought the Get movement was great. I love that Daniel said, like, he's the only one that comes out. And he says it was about the fans. And Sammy's like, well, it's kind of the same, but it's, like, more about, like, what we want. <laughs> I thought that was great. Not the same at all. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Um, I think we're all dying to cheer for Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, oh, and Sammy Zayn. Because of that, I feel that Shane McMahon is going to turn. Again, there's no faces, there's no heels, wins and losses don't matter. But I think Shane is going to side with... Owens and Zane. That's what I think is going to happen. Because if it's the reverse, if it's Daniel Bryan, everybody's going to go crazy. Yeah. It's where my head's at. Interesting. What do you think, Alo? Yeah, like like Laugh said, it's kind of hard to predict because like I've been saying for weeks, like, what's the end game with if Daniel Bryan does turn? Because Daniel Bryan's been forward of talent. So at the point, at this point, I don't know how to feel. But Daniel Bryan did make himself a referee because I did say last week I think Shane's going to get knocked out and Bryan will just count three himself. But I'm not sure how that whole two referee thing is going to work. I don't know if they're both going to be in the ring. What's going to be outside the ring if something happens? So I don't know how how that's going to fall out. But I'm tired of Shane McMahon. <laughs> I really am. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, they've been great. I, I like the storyline, but I'm just tired of Shane McMahon. I don't want Shane on in pay-per-view matches for a, for a while, at least until WrestleMania. I do like Daniel Bryan actually being a character, not just being held in an office. But... This is kind of a hard way to go call because I do see last point too. But after all that stuff, you Shane would really side with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn after he's the one putting them through all this. Yeah, I do think couldn't Shane just like not let Daniel be a second referee like he's his boss? Love the idea that Daniel could just say he's going to do it and once no resistance. It, whatsoever. Once he says it, it's in stone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unmovable. It's a good point. The one good thing I think they got going for them, and it's where it makes sense putting it in the main event. It's the one thing where you're really, like, you're invested in. You want to know how it's going to play out. There's how many different scenarios you can think of off the top of your head right away and be like, well, this could happen, this could happen. Daniel Bryan could get involved. Daniel Bryan could screw them. He could screw them. Shane could screw this person, screw that. It's something you want to see. It's uh, almost the only thing on pay-per-view worth seeing. Right. Agreed. Um, Joey, what are your thoughts? I think it's going to be something like to that that extent. I don't, I don't know if I could see Shane so much um, siding with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn like like Joe was saying. Um, but I think something along those lines will come out of it where we're going to see Daniel Bryan Shane feuding coming out of it. So you think it's going to lead to Daniel versus Shane? Something along that line, yeah. That's kind of the way it feels. That's my gut feeling because they're kind of pitting themselves against each other right now. Um, I think ultimately Bryan's going to call the match and have Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens win, which is going to infuriate Shane, and <laughs> that's where we're going to get get all that heat from. It's yeah. kind of my feeling. Right. Ronald, you have any thoughts on this whole thing? 
Are you tired of Shane? I <laughs> I had a groove laugh here. I am tired of Shane. Now, I am excited. It appears as though they're kind of going the direction of bringing Daniel back, which I'm excited about. But then I'm thinking forward, like, let's get past Shane and, like, where is this leader right. to? Because, uh, again, like, him and Shane, not really too interested. I mean, I'm sure they can probably put on a pretty entertaining match. Um, but... I don't want to see Shane for a while. I've seen enough of him. Yeah. yeah he's, been, he's been featured quite a bit Yeah, since he came back. He made some, he made some bad investments, I'm telling you. And Daddy's bailing him out. Yeah. Well, his, his cable company or whatever over in Asia, I know, didn't work out. Uh, yeah, yeah, he fell on some, uh, some hard times, to paraphrase Dusty Rhodes, after he left WWE prep. Look, as excited as I am to see... <laughs> Sami Zayn, I'm extra excited because I just saw that Icons of Wrestling, Wolfpack Sting is going to be there. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. But my weekly Sami Zayn praise <laughs> comes to a stop this week because he did not jump around enough during the entrance. No, he was definitely more... Uh, he was a little like, toned down. Yeah, like more agitated as opposed to like arrogant, I think. But... The promo was great. Yeah. yeah his character is... His character is on point. For me, the match, like you guys are all saying, it's going to be about Brian and McMahon. Uh, the only thing that really intrigues me is, like I said, when this whole thing first started, Daniel Bryan heel turn, I guess. Like, and because he's really siding with those guys. Like, he keeps bringing up how they were all on the Indies and all that good stuff. But it's... I don't... I'm not excited for it. Like, I'm not excited for the match at all. Yeah. Like, Randy Orton, Shinsuke is putting me to sleep, like, which is pretty sad. Shinsuke is almost like a third note in this story. Yeah, yeah. like, he, he has no place here, so... He's just a guy they threw in, which is a shame. Do you want to start the predictions, or does anybody else have anything else they want to say about all this? KO and Sammy. Joseph? Uh, ditto. Laugh? I don't know why I yelled that. <laughs> KO and Sammy. I'll go KO and Sammy as well. Ronald? KO and Sammy. KO Sammy. KO and Sammy are going to win because obviously they're not getting fired. Uh, so basically, uh, this is the first ever time we had a seven-person sweep on <laughs> a match. Never have. First time in the history of Matt Madness. Only on episode 100 will you get a seven-man sweep. Um, it's like the shield over evolution. Um... <laughs> Jinder Mahal and AJ Styles. I don't know if there really is anything to talk about. The Singh brothers. Like, okay, they're great. <laughs> but, like, has anything really happened? No. Go ahead. I mean... Uh, not, the, not The Singh brothers are great. Like, just the, just, like, the fact of them telling AJ all that stuff about it, about gender, but he smells like that stuff, AJ's like, really? It's, <laughs> it's like... A, it's like a kid telling an adult all the toys they got. Yeah. It's like, really? Really? It, I just found it hysterical, but nothing... I want this to be over. I really do. I want. I don't know what Jinder's gonna go. I don't care. Let 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 him move on. Let AJ move on to what he's gonna do next. And I'm interested to see if he goes against um, Owens and Sammy next. Because after that, after Owens and Sammy, like, where are they gonna do? Right. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, anybody with thoughts on Jinder and AJ? Laugh. I think Jinder's gonna win. Really? Uh, just because this... You're excited by that, aren't you? No. <laughs> just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I think 
that they're going to continue this narrative for another month. He's going to get it back at the Rumble, AJ is, and then will lead to AJ and Nakamura at WrestleMania. It's too long. Vince books his whole year around WrestleMania, and I'm tired of it. I really am. I want to see the uh, the network specials have the best matches every month. I'm tired of waiting 12 months to see what he feels are his best matches, and then we have to watch some, no offense, guys, but Total Divas match, Shane match, <laughs> uh, things that, that, that just just don't excite me, nor do I believe deserve the WrestleMania stage. Not to mention how many times... Not to mention how many times is the match that they're trying to build up to to somebody get hurt before then, and they don't even get to do it anyway. Especially in the last two, three years. Like, it ends up wasting the build they did to a match we didn't want to see anyway. Storyline just disappears, fizzles away, and you're like, what was that for? So, you think Jinder is going to win? I do. And, look, I I forgot to preface my... uh, my visit here today. I've never taken a bump. I appreciate everything that these athletes do for my entertainment. Uh, I I think gender stinks, and <laughs> I just can't wait for him to get out of this whole picture. But I do think he's going to win because that's the narrative. You guys started to talk, who's next? And I think Nakamura is for WrestleMania. So there is a gap here to fill, and... Unfortunately, this is the narrative that we're being fed right now, force-fed. And the, the Singh brothers have been fun, and AJ is awesome in the ring. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good segment, though, with AJ and the Singh brothers. It got a little a little confusing in, in the end. I mean, it was cool. We made the call to social media. He's like, yeah, okay, you don't, you're not with Jenner anymore, but... This is right here. Social media, it happened. You were there. Yeah, you were just with the, they were, you were just with him. Um, but I mean, I always look forward to an AJ match, even if it is with Jinder Mahal, the great Maharaja, who I'm or Jinder Mahal, as Jinder Kurt Mayhal. Angle would say. <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm not a fan of him, I, I'll, I'll look. I'll, I like to watch an AJ match any time of the day. I don't think Jinder Mahal wins, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Eck, you have any thoughts? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Joseph, you want to start with predictions? Uh, I'm going AJ Styles. Laugh, you went with gender. For the sake of my heart, I'm going with AJ. Halo. If the if if um AJ didn't call out the same brothers on their BS, I would have picked gender, but I'm gonna go with AJ. Ronald? I'm gonna have to go with gender. <laughs> I do believe that That's two for the good guys <laughs> I do believe that they're trying to set up Shinsuke and AJ for Wrestlemania And there is a gap there Certainly a gap And they gotta fill it with something So unfortunately I think <laughs> The larger gap there is Shinsuke Park Because they have him pretty much booked for nothing He'll, get, he'll get the 60 minute spot in the Rumble He'll, he'll come out early and put Trying on a real good, put a real good performance. Yeah. Who's this? You think? We'll yes. Sorry for the pronouns. Uh, Nakamura. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, man, that'd be. You know what? That might be something to actually get people excited about. Him. Right. I, I thought you meant the he'll get the sixty minute spot. I thought you were talking about gender. I was like gender. <laughs> I was about to start laughing again. I'm freaking crying over here. Gender yeah. has two things: the song 
and he, the fact that he wears no socks. <laughs> hey, you love that. Love. <laughs> and the high, the high pants. Love. <laughs> well, it's, called a, it's called a military cut, guys. <laughs> military cut, no Hop sock. on now. <laughs> uh, I will go with AJ because my heart can't take Jinder being the champion again. And I gave it as much of a chance as mm-hmm. anyone else. But, my God, did it fail. Like, it really did. Fell flat. He didn't even get to go into India as the champion. And he didn't even win. <laughs> and Thank you, Hunter. Who did he wrestle uh-huh. in India? Triple H. Triple H. He beat him. Yeah. Then praised him. We'll get Prep's pick when he, when he steps back into the room. Um, but we'll move on to the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the Tag Team Titles. The Usos defending against the New Day, Gable and Benjamin, and everyone's new favorite tag team, Rusev and Aiden English. <laughs> the eight days of Rusev were sung on SmackDown on Tuesday. They've pinned the Usos and the New Day in back-to-back weeks. They're, I find them thoroughly entertaining. Rusev, I think, is still one of the more underrated guys on the main roster. And English just does what he does every <laughs> week. Um... I'm happy that they're at least in this match. I am too. Uh, Ronald, I don't have a gauge for how you feel about Rusev and Aiden English. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge Rusev fan from the very beginning. Huge. So um, Rusev is so day one ish for you. Absolutely <laughs> day one ish. I mean, from the Royal, I mean, even before the Royal Rumble 2015, when him and um, Roman were at the end, I was. Thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> oh, he was thoroughly. Yes. He, yes. Oh, I had for me. He, he, he booed. Thir- yes, that was one day where I did unfortunately boo Roman. Unfortunately, but uh, I yes, did too. I am that a day. huge fan of Rusev. I like the angle they got him in right now, and um, hope that they can you know put a strap on him. Will you be elated if he wins <laughs> the championship? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, laugh. What do you feel about Rusev and Aiden English? The comedy skit has been entertaining. <laughs> How does the godson of the podcast feel about it? He doesn't like them too much. Really? Yeah. You know what? I guess a kid's not supposed to. Yeah. I, I had my nephew prior to me being late. <laughs> I like that you've mentioned it like a half dozen times. That's to be a thing. That's to be a thing. So if somebody leaves during the show, it's my fault. Um, well, if half the cast leaves, so no one really is. Yeah. So I, I told he was telling me how he was watching SmackDown and he didn't like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and I was like, "Well, you're not supposed to. They're bad guys." Like, but I hate him. I was like, "Look, you got you, you, when you're older, you understand." It's yeah. Got same, same thing with Little Joey. Agreed. Eck. I'm still trying to catch my breath from earlier. <laughs> Pretty much, you guys kind of hit it spot on last week. As long as um, American Alpha 2.0 doesn't win, I'm not going to complain about the result. I, I'm kind of disappointed that the Usos are basically face again. Um, they're so good as heels. I love that they're still keeping you know the character and gimmick to an extent. Um, the Rusev, Aiden English stuff is been great i i do i do think you're kind of spot on again with what you said last week they're gonna pull the rug from underneath us just like they did with the fashion police yeah i definitely feel that that's gonna happen so with that being said um the usos are gonna retain you think so i'm just gonna cross my fingers (laughs) what are your thoughts on rusev and aiden english well i mean 
I don't know how I feel about them with it as a tag team, just because I know they're not going to get any kind of like real push. It's kind of gimmick. Um, I think Aiden English is entertaining. I've always enjoyed uh, Rusev uh, more in the mid card range. Um, I haven't really seen him as a major major title competitor com- competitor yet. Um, but for the most part, I, I, they're good. I mean, they're entertaining. Like you said, you put them on TV. I'm not turning the flip in the channel. I'm not checking the scores. I'm into it. Um, as far as the pay-per-view is concerned, this could be the best match on the card. Oh! Um, if it doesn't get too muddled, because you have so many people in there, sometimes you can get a little little, little spotty with the uh, the wrestling. Um, as long as they keep it clean, it could be the best. Because, I mean, you get Uso. anytime I've seen the Usos in New Day match, it's been really good. You're adding um, another dynamic tag team in there, and then you have Rusev and Aiden English. It could be really good. I agree. I think it's I, there is a chance that it's the Fatal 4 ways too much, but... Everybody in there can actually wrestle, mm-hmm. and we've seen most of these guys have good matches. Mm-hmm. I just hope everybody gets an opportunity to shine. Like I hope it gets time. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. I think New Day's going to win, and they're going to pin somebody other than the Usos. So the Usos won't take the pinfall. There were some rumors going around within the past few months that Vince and the boys want the New Day to go down as one of the best tag teams ever. And I think if that's the case, they need more title reigns. Uh, I don't. They should never break up. They're a great unit. They work so well together. Uh, they've been entertaining. At that said Royal Rumble that mm. we spoke about, we popped for them when they had the bad choir yep. music, mm-hmm. along with Ron Killings, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> popping for Ron Killings. <laughs> I, I, this is a perfect opportunity for New Day to win, Usos not to lose, and then the New Day to wrestle Rusev and Aiden, Aiden English going forward. Yeah, they definitely do want to up their number of title reigns. Um, yeah, we were ahead of the curve on the New Day for sure because they were getting pretty much booed throughout that arena, and we were very into the New Day We were early one of on. few people in there yeah. giving them Again. love. WWE picking up on what we're putting down. It always happens. Another example. Another example. So we had. You thought the Usos, Eck? Yeah. Joseph, who did you think? I didn't. I was going to say it as eloquently as my man uh, laugh over here, uh-huh. but I think I think that the New Day gets the tag team titles here. Okay, laugh. You thought the New Day. Alo, your thoughts on all this? Like Joey said, I have high hopes for this match because, like you said, all eight guys can go. And how great was Chad Gable? On SmackDown, yeah. that he was he, so under. I'm glad he's getting able to talk. And I'm gonna shock you guys. I'm picking American Alpha too. <laughs> I'm shocked, like, because remember they were the sole number one contenders. And then when I, I think it was a DQ that happened in that match, and that's why I didn't um, get um, win the titles or whatever, or there's no finish that match. But. It was about them earlier, so I think they're going to get their chance and win the titles. And then remember, Chad Gable has got him a Shelton Benjamin. So <laughs> that might be the X factor. So I'm going to go with American Alpha 2. Can I say how much I love that phrase? Yeah, he so got great. A Shelton Benjamin. I rewind that part <laughs> on a couple weeks ago episodes so many times because it's so good. Yeah, I actually agree with you, Alo. Really? I do. The reason being, you know, there were two teams in the match, the Usos and Rusev and English. They had the New Day in the standard spot on commentary, but then they had American Alpha 2 on the ramp, kind of watching, looming over the whole match. To me, that was the only thing that was, like, standing out about the four teams. 
that makes me feel like they're trying to portray them as important, as a threat. And I feel like they made that team for a reason. And I, I know Rusev and Aiden English aren't going to get it. So I do think that uh, Gable and Benjamin, not only did they make that team for a reason, Chad Gable got himself a Shelton Benjamin <laughs> for a reason. And getting the tag team titles was that reason. Ronald, what is your prediction on the tag team fatal four-way match? And is it different between who you want to win and who you think yeah, is going to win? Yeah, I was going to mention that. My, <laughs> my heart says New Day. However, I just don't think... I, I think they'll get the titles back soon, just not right now. Mm-hmm. So, the Usos. The Usos retain. I think they will retain. All right, we'll get Prep's pick on that when he returns. Well. <laughs> uh, He's had a few too many cappuccinos. Too many cappuccinos. <laughs> Uh, women's Lumberjack Championship match, Natty versus Charlotte. Um, how does everybody feel about the Riot Squad? Horrible. Liv so follows me, so. Yeah, it, d- it does anybody like, like the Riot Squad? I like Logan. I like Sarah Logan. <laughs> I don't like any of it. You like her big game hunting? I like a big game hunting. Her big game trophy hunting? She showed me a little bit in the Mae Young Classic, so I'm, I'd like to see her. I like Ruby Riot. <laughs> Well, she had a good match. She had a real Charlotte. good match against Charlotte uh, the other night. She can go in the ring. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I thought Na- uh, Naomi had a good return. I thought they made her look really good for that brief, like, 45 seconds when she just completely took out the Riot Squad by herself. Um, Carmella and Tamina attacked them as well. It was kind of, though, we'll get to this a little bit later, but the same story on Raw. We'll get to that. Where the new faction had we'll, been we'll running roughshod over the roster, and then after three or four weeks... Finally, the rest of the roster rises up against them. These stories have just completely mirrored each other across the board. Yeah. From introduction. And, and I hate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I hate it now. I don't watch the show from start to finish anymore on purpose. When I turn the channel on, I, I still enjoy watching it live, though. I, I get kicks out of that. So I put on the television, and it's always something that's just dreadful. And these women, again, I've never taken a bump, but these women are so bad. They can't <laughs> cut a promo, and in the, in the ring, it's, it's sloppy. Uh, the new women I'm talking about, mm-hmm. please. All of them? All of them. Even Ruby? All of them. <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy Paige. Do you group Paige, I was going to say. Do you group Paige, yeah. I, I did enjoy Paige. I and this is going to be fun with Paige getting into the ring with Sasha, Alexa, and Charlotte. Show here, show there, whatever. But uh, these the girls that can go, these women that can go, I am going to enjoy that with Paige. But these two stories are awful. I just, <laughs> I just want them to announce that they're having a woman's rumble. And then it can be over with. <laughs> I'll then, get to that. And then they can go back to NXT or wherever they're from, and we can get back to um, the narrative for the uh, UFC for Ronda Rousey against uh, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Prep, thoughts on Charlotte and Natty from Tuesday night on SmackDown Live? I like the match with Charlotte and Ruby. Uh, I believe Laugh was... Giving the bad mouth to my girl Ruby Riot. <laughs> I pra- we all praised her. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Ruby Riot. I thought the match was pretty good. 
Uh, I enjoyed the attack going back to the stairs, and then Naomi coming back was actually felt like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And her was, drop kick her is, best work. Yeah, her drop kick is awesome. Yeah. Like, so I really enjoyed it. Workfoot per broad. <laughs> yeah, something that I'm really looking forward to is I don't think the women coming up is done, because as much as I want to believe that Iconic is staying down, I think they've been in Australia this whole time still. So I think there's still a chance we can get them in the next coming weeks. Hmm. I don't want them anywhere near them. Oh, no, no. I want them by themselves. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they got to be their own thing. Yeah, because they're great together. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, go ahead, Ayla. Yeah, um, I just want to say Natty has mastered silliness from Owen. <laughs> she is great on commentary. <laughs> from Owen. <laughs> she is pretty she, good. I, was, I kept saying a lot of things she go, says goes under the radar, but I could not stop laughing. She was kept pandering to both teams, even still on commentary. She's so good. That's my main note. I love how Natty's pandering <laughs> to both sides. And she and she kept talking up the idea that, well, everybody loves me. <laughs> um, but I, we need to talk about this more, please. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are watching this, you really like it? Like what? What's on the television? <laughs> no, not all the time. We not find it good time. in most things. We just said this is horrible. You have to give it time. You're gonna even on. Road. I don't have time. <laughs> well, you, well, laugh. You are much older than me. Yes, that's but, right. <laughs> and I have cholesterol issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my cholesterol is through the roof. More trips to Hot Topic with Honey the Cheerios. Remember when a vampire bit Homer in the neck and died from the cholesterol? I, I'm probably the only one who does remember. I don't that's like, kind of what's going to happen. We don't, like every, yes. we don't like everything, but we at least try to find a good in it because we have to watch it. Yeah, no, I don't like all these segments. I'll find like little bits here and there that either make me laugh or, like they said, Naomi's drop kick on the two women, like that was a good spot. But yeah, from start to finish, absolutely not. One more note. Those all red 11s never look better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, I can I can enjoy it, but Laugh the fact not, that they're, so mirroring, can't argue. they're mirroring they're mirroring the same storyline on both shows makes it less effective for me. Yeah. Two fractions doing the same thing, same storyline, and you're just building ultimates of the women's Royal Rumble. That's the annoying part of it. The one thing about it, though, I think the SmackDown team goes over and the Raw team doesn't. Like, as far as, like, the factions, like, mirroring storylines. Like, I think ultimately Paige and those girls lose, and then the the other girls actually win, yeah. Interesting. Um, And and you guys like that? I like Ruby Riot. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not as cynical as everybody else. I just watch it and appreciate it for what it is. (laughs) Out of the six of them coming up, I'm in it for the blondes. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like more of a uh, personal choice Because one, one of my consistent themes Over the 100 shows and, and previously to that It's all about the main title to me And, and Vince and Triple H's Lack of respect anymore And focus on those two titles So th- these, these women narratives It's not the main title I, I don't watch the Iron Pigs <laughs> I watch I watch the Phillies. I want them to win the World Series. I I turn on the television and some of these women guys, I don't even know. So if they walk in, I, who are who is she? Who is she? I've no idea. So I usually go into the kitchen and get pretzels and iced tea. <laughs> no wonder you're But thank you. So thank, <laughs> thank you for the back and forth. I uh 
I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, see where you're coming from on that. Um, I can get why people don't like it, yeah. but I just... I mean, I followed Ruby Riot when she was Heidi Loveless in the in the Indies, going back to my first, so... Indie guy, prep. Indie right, guy, yeah, prep, prep. the yeah. indie guy. This is how you get the moniker. <laughs> yeah. And I got a weird thing about big noses, so I like... <laughs> you do. Were you a big Rod Brindamore fan when he was playing for the Flyers? Put a wig on that guy. <laughs> right over my head, Rod. <laughs> Probably seven people listening would get that one. <laughs> um, Including Mr. Mr. Sexy. So before we go to the prediction for this match... Brett, would you like to give your prediction for AJ Styles and gender? <laughs> They're a couple behind. AJ Styles. And for the fatal four way tag match. Ooh. Uh, Rusev Day. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Is that more for Rusev or more for Aiden? Because I know you love Aiden more than anybody else. Listen, but the way Aiden puts over Rusev. Oh, and then Rusev owning Ryback on. Great on Instagram. Instagram. on Instagram. Great. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> With a T. With a T. <laughs> Hashtag so good. <laughs> and prep. Who's going to win the women's match, Natty or Charlotte? Carmella. <laughs> Carmella. That's my call. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. How many pay per views in a row have you called a cash in? <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Since. Two. <laughs> Just two. Yes. One hundred. Yeah, the last two. The last two. The, last two. The, the most interesting thing would have been at Survivor Series because she could have cashed on anyone. Yeah, yeah she, she would have cashed in on that, Alexa. That, I would have lost my mind. Because there's a difference between very good television and just basic. I think of very good television, but like I said, I'm not a Hollywood writer. I'm not Vince. So but I'm listening. Yes, yeah, Brian Gerard James. Thank you for recommending us. But. <laughs> I said, I'm thinking of something good. They're like, eh, we'll just do it the lazy way. But Carmella's definitely cashing in because they didn't even mention money in the bank at all in weeks. She calls it Frankie, but other than that, commentary hasn't mentioned it or whatever. Right. We'll say she's looming over this match. So they kind of get you to try and get you to forget about it. And Carmella is going to be at ringside or whatever. I'm not sure if the match even has a finish before Carmella even enters the match, but Carmella will end up leaving it with the title. Yeah, because her, like, this little face thing is not really working, so... They need her to cash in so she could just be a heel again because the face thing is really bad. Yeah. Like, she's so unnatural. Yeah, I think because she especially, like, with Ellsworth, like, they were in such a good spot, like, together. He was funny. He gave her so much to work with. And, like, to have to get people to hate you is so much easier than to get people to cheer for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So now, to and to make that change without, like, a reason... Or without, like, a build to it, it's just, like, one week she's just happy. It, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Eck, who's your prediction? Car- um, <laughs> Carmel? Charlotte. I thought you were going to go with your best friend on that one. I'm not. Ronald? Charlotte. Charlotte. Joseph? Charlotte will retain, but I think it's just going to get messy at the end. It's not yeah. going to have, like, a clear finish. <laughs> Laugh? I'm going to go Natalia. Okay. Just because they have to start... Something with the Ronda Rousey crap. Crap. Are you excited for that or not really? No, I'm not excited. She's filming the movie, though. I don't think we're going to see her in the next coming months. Yeah. I don't think we'll see her until after Rumble. Laugh, I don't know if you remember this before I give my prediction. I really don't know if you remember this, but I know everybody sitting at this table will appreciate it. Based on the context of what everyone at this table knows about you. 
when she showed up at Mania 31, right? <laughs> I, your biggest pop of the night was her hip toss on Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the time, I probably didn't realize how much disdain you had for Hunter. And that may be why you appreciated that <laughs> hip toss as much as you did. Yeah. Do you think he got wrapped around the Because I know that's your other thing. Triple H thinks he can get everybody over. No, they. I wasn't The Rock and Rousey standing in the ring. Mm-hmm. But H and Stephanie probably did something going up the ramp <laughs> to get the heat back. <laughs> so um, are we going to shy away from Mia Khalifa's comments? About Ronda Rousey? What were the comments? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. About how, how WWE is a fake sport and it's a career threat, career suicide move for her because she doesn't respect WWE because it's not a real sport. It's scripted. Hmm. Me and Khalifa can say whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah. Same, I, I'm, I'm a big the porn star. I'm a big fan of her work, but... <laughs> she doesn't have, as, the, she doesn't the, have the, as many good ones as she should. She does a lot of scripted work, too. The, 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 the complete blasphemy that came out of her mouth. I'll just say that. She, 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 yeah. she jobs out. All I can say to her is, if you watch any other TV, if you watch any movies, it's all scripted. Like, 99% of what we watch is scripted. If you watch reality TV, it is scripted. We just had it on record from the babyface Ronald Lloyd that Total Divas is beautifully scripted. Very so well anything you're watching is scripted. Nothing you're watching is happening live and is unpredetermined. Those business shots you, you take are scripted. Uh, Joey just took my whole line. She's a, <laughs> she's, a, she's a Capitals fan. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Redskins fan. Does, <laughs> does anybody watch or listen to her show? No. No. That she's just trying to be controversial then. Yeah, well, she, well, she's she's with Complex with Gilbert Arenas and stuff. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing. They brought it up on her show. Yeah, for Ronda, it's probably an easy way to make some money and keep her name yeah. alive. And nobody, nobody on that panel is even like really knowledgeable of what WWE is. So yeah, they, they but, just, they but everyone actually defended that it's a smart choice for her. Yeah, she was the yeah. only one against it. I mean, yeah, everyone said that she'd be genius. To what her bank account will look like afterwards. And that she'd be silly not to do it. Yeah, she'll get a, a, a money schedule. She'll get a money paycheck. And, and she'll probably she'll kill only have to, And she'll only have to do the big events. Like, that's how it's going to be for her. She'll eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. <laughs> exactly. I, um, might be, I might be the biggest Ronda Rousey fan in here, and I hate this. I'm I know. Not you're not looking, looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to, looking forward to either. Me either. For me, I, I was a fan of it up. being like a one-off. Like, bring her back to pay off the story or whatever. But, yeah, she does not need to be a full-time competitor. But as a career move for her, I think it's good. She's going to get a pretty easy schedule. It will be a good job for her. It's probably better to, to flat back than to get knocked out, you know, because yeah. that's what's going to happen to her. Because she's going to get knocked out again. Yeah, I'd rather see her taking bumps in a WWE ring than fight Cyborg because she'll get her head knocked off. I don't want to cry again. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to predict Carmella to cash in. Um, the next two things on Clash of Champions. Just pick them. <laughs> my note for Ziggler versus Rude versus Corbin is just don't care. And my note for Mojo versus Ryder is just LOL. Ditto. So, that is very LOL. So, Ronald, who's going to win those two matches? Ziggler, Rude, and Corbin or Mojo and Ryder? <laughs> I'll go with Rude. And the flip a coin. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I'm going Bobby Roode, and I hope um, Mojo steps on Ryder. <laughs> for the U.S. title, I'm going for a title change, and I don't care who wins it. 
You just want to change. Yeah. Um, I want to see Mojo Rally go over Ryder. I know your prediction on one, Prep. Just lead off with that one. Everybody knows. Hashtag Mojo 2018 <laughs> for, for uh, world champion. Oh, world geez. champion Mojo Rally. <laughs> That'll be one hell of a year. Um, I'm not and, looking forward uh, to that. Yeah, I'm going to say Baron Corbin retains because why not? Mojo Rider. Mr. Sexy. Uh, that match, um, I'll probably go Mojo. I, I I think they have higher hopes for him and Ryder. I mean, I'll send my one crazy prediction for him to win. He has <laughs> called it now. Uh, out of the, 100 episodes. Actually, the greatest <laughs> prediction. Out of 100 episodes, that was the craziest slash greatest prediction ever. Yeah. And um, I'll probably go Rude, Rude to take the uh, the title. They're going to put it on him. Okay. Even though it's kind of weird, like they had this match, they're fighting each other. Beat, they're gonna beat each other. Why is Rude jump jump in the middle and interfere in the match? Why didn't he just let it play out? I mean, he's kind of hurting himself. But I, yeah, I digress. Pretty stupid. Laugh. I do think Bobby Rude will win the belt. I think they've been title championship. <laughs> <laughs> the strap. Yeah. <laughs> and then prep. I love. That you hate Zach Ryder. <laughs> it's so good. Do you know the Please. origin of this? No, I don't. I need to know. Oh, man. So. Due to my lateness, he, we he have enough time. He used to be a big fan, by the way. Used to be a big like, fan. I'm the only that. one who predicted him to win the Intercontinental title at Mania. To where, no, to where we were watching it. While we were watching oh, well, it. Oh, yeah. oh. So, real quick, <laughs> me and Ron, Hall of Fame. It's really late. We just got out, right? <laughs> We're, we're walking to the car. We did not know we were walking towards where everybody was coming out. So there's this huge crowd. We're like... Caution I'm like, tape. Yeah, caution tape. I'm I like, was the caution tape for about <laughs> two minutes. You were the caution tape. I said to Ron, I said, well, I'm not walking around. Is it cool if we just wait here? He said, yeah, I don't care, as Ron is. So <laughs> we sit there, and superstars start coming out. So I start... Yelling at people like I usually do, and um, he's normally drunk. Then yeah, we weren't even drinking. Who did yeah. I yell at? Deep I mean, didn't exist yet. Yelled at Sammy, yelled at I yelled Bailey's at Sammy, boyfriend. Bailey's boyfriend. I yelled at the only two people who ignored me: Dolph Ziggler, which he was in the middle of the conversation. I don't feel too bad about it, and Zach Ryder <laughs> like completely ignored me, like just. As if not, he was somebody. As if he was <laughs> somebody. Like, you're talking to Matt Madden. Big time. Zach, Zach yeah. Ryder, who the hell are you? <laughs> we were throwing your bone. <laughs> Former world champion Sheamus gave me a fist bump. Cesaro came up to me and said, what's up? And Zach Ryder had the gall <laughs> to ignore me. So good. Ever since then, I've hated him. And then, shout out to JB Toys. <laughs> Zach Ryder did him dirty and crumpled... Like, some figure, he stepped on it. It was really grimy of him. Like, I, I don't care what Zack Ryder says. I know that he stepped on that figure because mm-hmm. he's dirty scum. <laughs> so that's why I hate Zack Ryder. And because he he jacked up my girl, Emma. Got her fired. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because she's home with Daddy Prep. <laughs> Is this show over yet? I gotta go. <laughs> She'll be waiting when we're done. We're almost there. She got daddy prep. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm picking Zack Ryder. Okay. (laughs) Give me chills. Who hasn't picked yet? I lost track. Everybody picked. Everybody picked. But my 
I got to pick that. Rude and Mojo. But that figure laughed. That, fi- that figure, basically, the transaction was Ryder bought um, a, de- a Defining Moments Bret Hart. Loose. Oh, loose. But, but when he got it, he said the flag was ripped a little bit. So JB agreed to send him his mock one and, and, and send him a Ryder figure and asked Ryder to sign it. So Ryder sends the figure back of himself and he stepped on it with or, as autographed. Hmm. Sounds Cause about right. Because he's Long that. Island scum. And he's not over anymore. That's why I skipped New York today. And he never was. Damn. And he never was. <laughs> Guys, Kane he, was right when he pushed him off the stage. His, his corner <laughs> kick. Was it Kane? His corner kick it was woo-woo-woo is <laughs> a great move. It's a great it's move. A Nieces, knees. That was just like Nies. Tony Nieces <laughs> has a better knee than his stupid kick. You can do it to anybody. It's like the worm. It's a good move. Zach wow, Ryder is he went such right a to my jag. heartstrings. He with is the worm. just a guy. Tony knees <laughs> does a knee. He knows how to play and he like can do the tiny guy. Out. Same spot, but at least it's better because what he does is he shows he removes the knee pad. You're getting straight knee bone. It's beautiful. You know who's more over than Zach Ryder? Enzo Amore. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins oh. <laughs> is way over, more over what than What happened to his losing so Mike Canales. It's still going. He just lost to, like, the Finn Balor wrestle buddy. <laughs> All right, we're going to bid farewell to Ek to Fly. Uh, drive safe. Appreciate it. Thank you Longest for being ride. here. Yeah, take care, Ek. Longest ride, longest line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a remix. <laughs> So before we move on to... When you get off Space Mountain, you're going to be like this. (laughs) Is Eck ready to flat back on the floor for that bit? No. (laughs) Rod Rod Brandemore. (laughs) Rod Brandemore. So before we move on to SmackDown, we have a couple of guests from the Madness family. All right, so right now I'm going to bring in the first two ever guests on Unsanctioned. Uh, Derek McCauley and Russ Agostino. They graduated from the first two guests of Unsanctioned to now hosting their own show on the Matt Madness Network, Falls Count Anywhere, where they talk about everything that happens outside of WWE, UFC. Um, is there anything else you guys talk about that I'm forgetting? Uh, pretty much covered it. Pretty much everything that you don't cover. Yeah, is basically you guys what we do. got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I feel like it would not be the hundredth episode without every member of the Matt Madness family being a part of it. So feels good to be back at the table. Yeah, it's yeah, been a while. Def- definitely good. It's to been be a very long back. time. We're actually directly one room away from the room where it happens for Russ D. Yeah. Yes. Sitting down for Brings the second ever unsanctioned. Yeah, we're still at 2173 yeah. Gimmick Street, just a different <laughs> room. Of course, we know who was on that first unsanctioned. We do know who yeah. started it all. It was a bit of a classic, <laughs> if was. I do say so myself. It was. So you guys have now been officially on the Matt Madness Network for, I believe it's 34 episodes. Going yeah. on 35 right. this week, pretty okay. much half a year we've yeah. been doing it. So what has it been like? It's been, it honestly, like, I don't even want to, it's not hyperbole to say it has changed my life okay. to a degree just because it really has made me more structured. Like, when people ask me if they can, if I can go and do stuff, I literally put the podcast before certain yeah. things in my life. <laughs> like, I treat it as my second job mm-hmm. because when we talked about it, when you and, when me and Russ talked about it originally, we had the idea that, okay, if we're going to do this, that's a lot 
to cover. Mm-hmm. There's there's a reason why we can't get guest hosts a lot of time to come in and do it other than just to bounce off of us. Right. It's because there's so much research to mm-hmm. be done. We're covering 205 Live, NXT, Progress, Evolve, uh, New Japan. New Japan. Mm-hmm. We're co- Wrestle Circus. We're covering all <laughs> of these different CZW, which will be there tonight. Yeah. We're covering all these different brands, and I'm loving doing every second of it. So, I mean, it's from a real-life perspective and just a personal fulfillment perspective. It has been a life-changing experience working with you guys. Well, that is awesome to hear, uh, Russ. Yeah, I mean, I as a more recent wrestling fan, um, I don't know if you told <laughs> I me. I forget that sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know that if you told me, you know, two and a half years ago that I'd be on a wrestling podcast talking about it every week that I'd believe it. Um, just an incredibly rewarding experience getting you know, being able to have an outlet and talk about wrestling to to other people and having, like, a group of friends that are pretty close-knit mm-hmm. um, and being able to talk about that and hang out and have a ton of fun at the Icons Fests and, you know, shows and WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty big deal. WrestleMania is um, just, what, four short months away? Five yeah. short months away? Tickets yeah. in the mail. Yeah, man, yeah. I got another day. So, it, it, yeah, it's been a ton of fun, like Derek said. Just, you know, definitely rewarding experience, you know, being able to meet a bunch of new people that are awesome and get in, hang out, and talk about wrestling. It's great. And on, t- and on top of that, just having the freedom of, like I, I said, that it's good to be back at the table mm-hmm. talking with you. There's the freedom of us kind of being like the segmented show. Like yeah. we're kind of like we cover all the other mm-hmm. in wrestling while you guys cover WWE. I feel like we that freed us up a lot <laughs> to cover a lot yeah. of different things, to learn about a lot of different kinds of wrestling, mm-hmm. different talents. I feel like we have our finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. what's going on in wrestling today that a lot of people don't necessarily know about yet yeah. and should know about. So I constantly feel fulfilled in breaking new talents to people, talking to talents, obviously, with the hot tag mm-hmm. show that we've gotten to do. That's been incredibly fulfilling, being able to talk to nine or ten actual wrestlers, right. which was something if you had told me half a year ago you're going to be doing that, I would have said <laughs> probably not. <laughs> not that you're crazy because it was in the realm of possibility, right. but probably not mm-hmm. going to be doing that. So it's been awesome being able to do it yeah like i for me we had the idea of like there's so much wrestling that's not that's not being talked about by us that we just don't physically have the time to talk about everything um i just thought we need to be hitting that market and fortunately I knew you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a weird... Just that, that story in and of itself is just such a weird thing. <laughs> well, the origin story, I mean, we've said it enough times already, whether it be my unsanctioned, your unsanctioned. I mean, just the fact that it's all just chance meetings. Yeah. Just time and time again, not even just the original Foley comedy show where we met, but just the fact that we met up again at that Icon mm-hmm. show. And then fast forward a little bit less than a year, we're at our own table for our own brand yeah. in Matt Madness, <laughs> all with belts on the table and everything, giving out merchandise mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a network that we're all working together on. And it's just proof, living proof that life works in crazy ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Like, I'm I'm fortunate that you guys have been able to kind of take up that side of things, that you guys have done such a great job and a thorough job. I remember when I guest hosted the one week with you, Russ. Yeah. I just didn't even have time to watch everything. <laughs> I was like, I watched as much of everything as I could, but there was stuff that I just didn't have time to get to. Yeah. And trust, so, me, trust me, sometimes we don't either. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, you guys have taken on a, like, quite a load on your shoulders to keep up with all this stuff, but... I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job. I'm happy that you guys are a part of it. And who thought? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everybody who's involved in Matt Madness was at the Rumble, and like most of us didn't know each other at the time. Yeah. 
And now there's a chance that all of us on the network are going to be at the Royal at at Mania in a few months. Like maybe all, not you though. Yeah, man. Well, I'll be <laughs> I'll be in New Orleans. I don't think I'll be I don't think I'll be in the in the Louisiana Superdome. You're selling it like you're that superstar that's in the city, and yeah. and like all the dirt sheets are writing about like he might appear. He might be at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you will not know maybe until the day of whether, yeah. I'll, whether I'll be there or not. Um, yes, yeah, so we're a hundred episodes in. You guys have been a part of it for, like you said, almost half, over half a year now. Yeah. It's 52 weeks in a year. You guys have done more than more than 26 shows, so it's been more than half a year. Getting a little math in there? Yeah, a little bit. Trying to, I know Ru, uh, Russ is the math guy. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I have to be, I guess. I tried to impress Russ. He's crunch, a sabermetric wrestling guy. Yeah. Crunch some numbers. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Um, the first two people we ever interviewed as a network both got called up to NXT. And Leo Rush and Donovan Dijak. Yep. Uh, yeah, Russ, what are your thoughts on those two guys yeah, I mean, making it, the jump? It's, it's great to see them make the jump. And I know that other people that we've talked to, both in person and with Josh Briggs and other guys that have come on uh, JT Hot Tag, Dunn. JT mm-hmm. Dunn, have yep. praised Dijak, his work ethic, helping them out in, in, in the indies. So kind of, you know, getting him, getting to see him reap those rewards and, you know, make it to NXT. I think he'll fit in great. Um, it's just a matter of time before we see him on TV. Um, it's really exciting. I'm really excited for Dijak. Leo, I mean, I didn't get to personally talk to Leo, mm-hmm. but your interview was great with him, obviously. Um, it's exciting. He brings, a, like, we've seen him in person wrestle. He brings a very frenetic pace to the ring, and, I mean, yeah. he, he can do a lot. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, you know, the future holds for them within WWE. Me too. Derek? Yeah, and it's and with the case with Dijak is that the guys that we've talked to about him and just whether it be Ethan Page, JT Dunn, Josh Briggs, as you mentioned, anybody who's been around Dijak, just from talking to him on the show, he was a personable guy, seems like a really nice guy. Everybody says that. It's just he's a great dude. Yeah. The first thing that he did when he got his WWE NXT Twitter <laughs> handle and everything is tweet out the link for Connor's Cure. Really? To help out children. So this is the kind of guy that we're dealing with here. He's a giant with a heart of gold and he's a hell of a hand he's a hell of a worker i think that he's gonna be great in nxt i'm looking forward to seeing feast your eyes on my (laughs) nxt screen coming up pretty soon in the near future i'm looking forward to seeing leo more in nxt too because we saw him against velveteen dream Mm -hmm. patrick clark who we've mentioned on the show before Mm -hmm. was a tag team with him in mcw maryland championship wrestling and another guy that we had on there who's really making a name for himself right now primarily through being the elite on YouTube is Flip Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Flip, Flip Gordon's making a name for himself now, too. Like, he's actually blown up to a certain degree as far as Ring of Honor is concerned. Yeah. Like, he's being, he's in tournaments to get matches for the Ring of Honor world title. Mm-hmm. He's palling around with the Bullet Club right now as a rib. He, but very, he's briefly he very, very briefly joined the Bullet Club. He very briefly joined the Bullet Club. So, I mean... It's just cool to see the people that we interviewed going on to greater things in an even faster pace than we could have even imagined yeah. for them to do it. And we're just really looking forward to getting more and more people on board. We've reached out, and we have solidified interviews with UK talent mm-hmm. to have them on. Obviously, we have to deal with the time disparity right. for time zones and everything, but we're working on coming back in 2018 just churning out interviews on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. Good. That'll be awesome. I look forward to it. Yeah. And merch on the horizon, too. Yeah. Also, also be on the lookout for what is now considered a classic edition, Volume 10 of the Hot Tag with Shane Strain Strickland. <laughs> yeah. That finally comes out. Yeah, we're just waiting on the old motherboard. on so It's, it's already a classic. Yes. Even fa- it's, not, it's even faster than an instant classic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if that was even possible, you guys figured out how to do it. 
I mean, and it's going to be funny because I've been thinking for a while about how I'm going to do the intro mm-hmm. for it just because it is so old right. at this point. Like, it's a month and a half to two months, which in wrestling terms might as well be years. Yeah. Like, he was a triple champion when we interviewed him, and now he lost two of those belts. <laughs> like, the day that we interviewed him, he called in from Texas, from Wrestle Circus, which is a promotion that we've been hyping mm-hmm. up on Twitch, which is now not doing yeah. shows. Maybe right. defunct. For indeterminate reasons right now. But he lost the belt that night. <laughs> When we interviewed him. So we interviewed, we were probably his last interview before he lost the Wrestle Circus Ringmaster (laughs) Championship, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool honor. And then we also saw him lose the CZW. We did. Yeah. In person. So that was maybe worth a bad luck charm. Yeah. I mean, we'll see him try to get it back tonight. Yeah. Hey, I picked him to win. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, hopefully he has one of those titles back. By the time that this episode is aired. Or maybe we'll have them all back. (laughs) And the thing thing that I really got from the interviews talking to each and every one of these guys is that at at the end of the day, they're just people. Yeah. They're just uniquely talented, athletic, imaginative people. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that basically people who get into professional wrestling, male or female, are just theater people who are highly athletic. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's theatricality. It's a show that you're putting on when you go out there. You just happen to be in some cases, a world-class level athlete. You have people coming in who are Olympians mm-hmm. who come in and get into professional wrestling, ex-football players like Tino Sabatelli, Baron Corbin. Some of them even won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I heard he's a general manager yeah. on, uh, on Monday Night Raw. You've heard correctly. Yeah, but all of them just have a story, and that's what we sought out to do with the hot tag. When I first came up with the premise to do it, it's just I really wanted to learn more about the people who get into professional mm-hmm. wrestling, less about their accolades and what they're currently doing as far as, like, championships and kayfabe reasons and more about tell me who you are. Yeah. And that's what I think we've really gotten mm-hmm. out of each and every one of these, and I've, I'm just thankful that we get the opportunity to do it. And a big reason why we're capable of doing it is because we're on the Mad Madness Podcast yeah. Network. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Uh, our personal story is 100 chapters in now. <laughs> and we are only... On the Matt Madness podcast. <laughs> yes. Mind you, yeah. not for sale. <laughs> not for sale at all. Hands off the merchandise. <laughs> Thank you for throwing that one in there. A little yeah. homage to HBK. Uh, well, we're two, we're two HBK marks <laughs> sitting down here. Exactly. Um, I like to believe every wrestling fan is an HBK mark to a degree, yeah, except they're, Gary. If, if they're not, they should be. You're right. <laughs> Gary is not. He's definitely on Team Brett. Yeah, he's not, he's not in with the boy toy. No. He actually gave a pretty good reasoning for why he wasn't. He always does. <laughs> yeah. You Gary. Should, Gary needs to be in this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> reach out to Gary. Tell him, tell him I'd like to talk we should to him have brought for a few him. minutes. <laughs> Hindsight. Yeah, I'll reach out to him. Um, but, yeah, wouldn't be 100 episodes without having everybody involved as a part of the 100th show. Um, I appreciate everything you guys have done. I'm really happy that you guys are a part of this. I think you guys are doing incredible. I look forward to seeing everything you guys have in store in the future. Um, so yeah, thank you for doing this. Thank I you for having it. us. Thanks for having us on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I will talk to you guys soon. Maybe there will be another unsanctioned for each of you in the works in the near Ooh, future. The trifecta. Yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous. It you is. Want to go three hours. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll do yeah. it like Titanic when they split it into two VHSs. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's doable. Yeah. 
Yeah. Either that or like vinyl, flip it to side B for the second <laughs> half of Derek's Unsanctioned with Ron. We'll see. We'll see how how far that one goes. But yeah, keep <laughs> keep it stay stay in touch with that for 2018. Uh, it's right upon us. As crazy as that sounds. Well, we might not have to wait that long to hear all three of our voices together on a different show. Because Falls Can Anywhere is formally inviting you <laughs> for volume 36 in it's just okay. two short weeks, our go-home show for the year. We're going on our two-week hiatus, obviously. We'll be coming back after previewing Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. 12, one of the biggest shows already yeah, of man. 2018. Chris Jericho's on that card. Chris dude. Jericho and Kenny Omega. We're going to be breaking that down. And we'll also be doing our inaugural FCA Awards show. We call it a half-year award show, but we're just going <laughs> to roll the entire 2017 into it. Why not? We already have our nominees listed. We already just named our inaugural FCA champion this past week in AJ Styles. Who else could we possibly pick? Couldn't be anybody else. And now we are going, we're going to be posting on the Facebook wall and on our Twitter for our loyal listeners to vote who they believe are most improved, rising stars, feud of the year, best wrestler, male and female. Best non-wrestler. Best non-wrestler. Russell's <laughs> favorite category. Which is a fantastic one. May or may not involve a stuffed cat. Oh, it's the, the cat's wing. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're formally extending the invite to you to come in and have a little bit of fun with us before we go on hiatus. I appreciate the invite very much. As long as I don't have a prior obligation, I would love to be a part of your first ever award show. I think it's only fitting that yeah, I get, that I get to, to sit in for that. Yeah. So we'll gladly have you. Yes. My guess is by the time that this show is released, I will know for sure whether I will be on that episode of the show or not. I'm most likely I will be. You have to make a big announcement of it. I will. I will. <laughs> like like once this cuts back to Matt Madness, then, yeah. that's when then I'll make the announcement as soon as as soon as we finish with this. So we can quote retweet it and have like a cool hashtag for it. Yes, yeah. I will make yeah. a, an announcement. Like mm-hmm. I said, it will most likely I will be there. Uh, but I, I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate everything you guys have done, and I look forward to everything that you guys do and we do as a group in the future. Thank you, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, so now it is time. As I said earlier, it would not be episode 100 without every member of the Matt Madness family being involved. So it is time to bring in another one who is one of our first unsanctioned guests, got his very own show on the Matt Madness Network, The Perfect Edge, a man for whom one name has never been and will never be enough, uh, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Donovan New Nation, uh, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, Don Stradamus, that would be Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Donovan, welcome to episode 100 of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure for you guys to have me on. Um, you, as I said, well, you, you were like one of the first people that really started reaching out to us about the show. Um, you did an unsanctioned very early on. Uh, you and I hit it off really quickly. The Perfect Edge got its start. A hundred episodes, that is literally almost two full years. Um, what, is there anything that has changed for you about the world of wrestling? Uh, I like WWE less. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I like pretty much everything else more, even though I don't watch it all the time. Or uh, watch it as current as it may be. Uh, there's definitely, definitely more, I've had, uh, more liked events outside of WWE than in. So, yeah, I'd probably say that. So, over the course of the last hundred weeks, 
your love for WWE has declined and your love for everything else has gone up. Yes, uh, well, I pretty much expected so, but yeah. Now, would you say that in the course of that time, like, do you prefer the smaller live events more than anything else? Absolutely. Um, I would say I've had, I've been to a few WWE events. I've been to a few indie or uh, outside of WWE events. I've definitely enjoyed, more specifically, the House of Hardcore events more than anything this year um, that I've been to, or the last two years that I've been to. I just started going to live events probably about two years ago, but out of all the ones that I've been to, the House of Hardcore events have been the more fun ones. So, is there any other promotion that you enjoy more than House of Hardcore? Or does House of Hardcore just get the edge because of the live event aspect? I think House of Hardcore gets the edge because the arena it's in, which is the 2200 arena, the old ECW arena, it's more inclusive, so it's not really a bad seat in the house. Even if you're standing, you're still fully engaged in what's right. going on, and you're still right near the action. Um but it's it's just the community there is just so dope. Like no one's you know fussing or fighting. Everyone's enjoying their you know having a good time. Some more than others because of uh, alcohol consumption. But you know, <laughs> it seemed but, like uh, there was just, more alcohol consumption at the last one than any other one. Is that would that be correct? Um, yeah, it was a lot more uh, alcohol consumption, and there was more reasons to uh, get rowdy and be rowdy. And it was a hell of a time. It was very reminiscent uh, of the old ECW and some things that would go down. Luckily, the building is still standing. <laughs> Do you think it will be standing after the show, Royal Rumble weekend? Um, If they continue with the continuity of, of what they've done there the past two shows, it's possible. I mean... I thought the the house was going to come down at the last one, and just the storyline in itself was really, really uh, good. And I mean, two rides pretty much back to back, or damn near rides pretty much back to back, says a lot about you know how invested the fans were in the building and in, in attendance. Especially being that there was there was a few names, but nothing like super, super huge on these cards. Right. And they still somehow pulled like magic out of a hat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, if you can get people in that much of a frenzy, it says a lot about how successful you're being at putting on a show because you don't see that type of enthusiasm at a WWE show because I think it's just too big. Well, it's not allowed either. They wouldn't allow that type of energy, at least not anymore. I think the last time we've seen something like that is Dan Bryan occupying the ring, and they wouldn't do any of that now. Uh, even with the... Cause I know the the first part of the ride, they were throwing beer cans, things like that. You won't see that on WWE television. They'll probably cut all the hammers off, and you'll never see that happen. Um, so we, we just talked about, you know, being at House of Hardcore shows has, it seems like, been your favorite thing about wrestling over the last hundred weeks. Uh, what, do, what are you looking forward to most in the next hundred weeks as a wrestling fan? Uh, more House of Hardcores, more Icons of Wrestling, mostly because that's where uh, Matt Manis is as a whole. So we pretty much get to hang out with each other from like 9 in the morning to like 11 at night, which is just full Matt Madness day. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, just more so more of that. Uh, as far as WWE product, I'm not really sure. I'm not sold on anything right now. I feel like a lot of things in limbo or haywire. So as far as that goes, I don't really know. Um, however, if they if they do this Women's Royal Rumble that is rumored to be going on, I may end up giving them my money for that just because I would like to be in attendance if that happens. But other than that... Uh, yeah, even the T-shirts are not really enthused about buying any of those. Like, and everyone knows I'm 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 a good merch buyer. Um, not really sold on much lately. Even though I will probably buy a Happy Rusev Day shirt because it deserves to be purchased. I feel like that is a worthy purchase. The Happy Rusev Day. Are you going to buy the uh, the Alpha shirt, the Chris Jericho shirt from New Japan? Uh, the Alpha Club one. Yes. Probably not. Um, I don't know. I keep saying I'm not going to buy Brother Club shirts just because of the hype, and I end up buying them anyway. So it's possible <laughs> that I could not buy them for America shirt anymore. Because allegedly but, um, they're about to be released at Hot Topic. Yeah, I'll probably end up buying them then. Um, just because it's Chris Jericho. Um, I don't know. It's like, and that's one thing that has changed in the last hundred days. I undeniably have to say that Chris Jericho, whether you put him in your Mount Rushmore or not, he's there. He's like, the one rock that you can't really move off the Mount Rushmore. Like, even if you choose your own four, Jericho's face is still there. It's just, he's pretty much, I think, cemented to a lot of people. Like, he's pretty much a, a GOAT, regardless of whether you think he is or not. Hey, he's been at the top of the game for over 20 years. So not too many guys can last that long and be that popular 20 years after they start. And he, yeah, he's undeniably like an underdog champion. Like he's someone who, by all accounts, probably shouldn't have succeeded, and hasn't, despite it's it, the system trying to make him not be. And it's just amazing to really see, like they kind of be like the guy that in WCW that they weren't trying to put him over, they weren't trying to allow him to do things, and he just kind of went ahead and did the stuff anyway, and got over <laughs> anyway, and then he came to WWE, and they more so gave him a push. And he just kind of took off. And it was still like he was kind of that guy that was amongst the elite but wasn't, you know, necessarily considered one and then still just proceeded along anyway and just somehow came out on top. So, I mean, even now when you look back, who amongst those guys in the Attitude Era, who are the few that are still fluently wrestling? He's probably one of the few. Yeah, he's like the only one. And anything he does, people still love it. Like the fact yeah. that he just went to New Japan and people are going crazy over it. Uh, from what I heard, you know, he attacks Kenny Omega, who's one of the most popular guys in wrestling, and the whole crowd is chanting Y2J. Yeah, it was a pretty devastating cold break. I've seen uh, the, the the clip. I haven't watched it yet. Um, even though, actually, I'm probably going to watch now because there's a lot of people I want to see on that card. But, um, yeah, he uh, put him in a cold breaker, which uh, was a pretty nasty-looking cold breaker, too, so which is dope. And even the fact that he leaves one company and goes immediately to the next biggest company and is relevant is, it's amazing. It says a lot about him. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up the idea that, like, by all accounts, he shouldn't have succeeded the way he did. And he managed to do it anyway. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yes, yeah, that's pretty much the story of the lowdown as well. I just continue <laughs> to succeed everywhere I go. You continue, continue to defy expectations? That's it. The man of 100,000 names. <laughs> So speaking of the man of a thousand names, The Perfect Edge, you know, we're celebrating 100 episodes on Matt Madness. The Perfect Edge is up to 19.75 episodes, about to celebrate 
its 20th episode in the very near future. Um, I just want to tell you that I think you're doing a fantastic job on The Perfect Edge, doing shows by yourself. I don't know many other people that could do that. You get more entertaining every week. You add more hilarious nicknames every week, which I always look forward to. Um, the man that Gravity remembered is maybe my favorite new thing that you've added. Um, do you want to unleash any new nicknames here, or are you going to save any new ones for episode 20 of The Perfect Edge? Um, I think the, the one that I'm going to get over within the next month or so, and that's mainly because I have a wardrobe idea from for that weekend okay that we'll all be together have a wardrobe idea so i'm really getting over the don voteen dream (laughs) so you're gonna show up to icons as the don voteen dream to some extent (laughs) i have an idea so if it all works together things will turn out very very great well i personally cannot wait to see the living embodiment of the don voteen dream i will say your name um, but again, I want to thank you for being here to do this show tonight. I want to thank you for everything you're doing with the Perfect Edge. I think it's great. I think you've been a great addition to the team. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for taking some time to be on episode 100. No problem. Um, last words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate Alo. I hate. <laughs> I hate Lash. I hate Joey. Am I the only and... one you like? Not like prep. Prep's a good guy. <laughs> but I hate everyone else. So you're, you and prep. So you're you're making enemies left and right still. Uh sure. I mean and I it's feel like, new to the Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like you wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, you know, real hills do heal things. <laughs> so you hate sixty seven percent of the panel on episode one hundred. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, if you add others, then we can go by case by case. But yeah, for the most part. Well, maybe on I episode. Love the, you love what? I love those guys. I love those guys, but in retrospect, as far as episodes, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, on episode 20 of The Perfect Edge, maybe we could get into who else is on the, the list of Donovan. Uh, it's pretty much just those guys. But yeah, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, if there's any additions, obviously feel free to uh, let me know. Um, and Donovan, really, thank you for everything. You've been a lot of fun to work with, and I look forward to seeing everything you do with the Perfect Edge in the very near future. Absolutely. We will be back, episode 20, guys. Make sure that you're focused and tuned in. Mad Madness, episode 100. It's been a long time. We've came from nothing to a lot of things. We are the only podcast network that matters because we are the only podcast network. Ron, pleasure as always. Thank you, Donovan. And with that, let us resume episode 100 of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. So, Raw, <laughs> I read a report that this was the second lowest rated second hour in the history of Raw. Um, and I, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't know why people who don't have to watch it who aren't kids would be going out of their way to watch three hours of this show. Can anyone tell me why? Monday Night nope. Football might suck that week. <laughs> I guess that's one reason. What was the game this weekend? It wasn't a good one. It was Pats, Miami Pats and the Pats. Pats. Yeah, Pat, yeah. Uh, well, Pats are on, so people watch. I guess. I don't I'll know. I'll blame the Pats. <laughs>
Um, has lost. Yeah, I, I will say, though, Vince deserves low ratings. I'm glad that he's getting those reports. Um, if anything's going to make him change what he's doing, it will be them tanking in the ratings and hitting historic lows. Or us not buying tickets, not buying merch. Uh, like... Highly unlikely. I need that yeah. new Rusev Day shirt. <laughs> We've already boycotted And that's all. how they get us. They find one little thing that catches <laughs> on with people, and that's all they need. And buy, they need one every couple months. Buy it on sale, Prep. Yeah, Christmas coming up. Buy yeah, it on wait. sale. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad because, I mean, the whole draw for me watching Raw this week was Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. You know? <laughs> but, like, once that went off, that was pretty, I was out. I mean, I was in and out a little bit, but, like, for the most part, I was, like, checked out, kind of, like, you know, it was coming in, you know, here and there. Is that how you are every week? You're just kind of like, you're not fully invested the whole show? It's gotten to that point. Um, I was not like that a year ago. It's probably been about the last maybe like two months where it's hard to invest three hours on Monday, two hours on, you know, um, Tuesday into this. And the product just, I mean, I appreciate what they do. And I do find something small in it to enjoy, but it's getting tougher and tougher every week to do that. It really is. And it's getting to a point where I've just got certain segments. I look for it. I find it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the things you can enjoy are like they're getting smaller. Yes. And anything else I can catch on the WWE Facebook page. Yeah. The little clips here and there, and it kind of fills me in. Mm-hmm. Anybody with mm-hmm. any more thoughts on Raw as a whole? It's horrible. Like like Ronnie said, <laughs> the last two months have been terrible. It's busy season for me because I'm an associate of Santa Claus. But the last <laughs> two weeks, I've checked out at 930. And it's been so bad. Like, that second hour just drags and takes forever. But I got Roman versus Cesaro this week, so I was satisfied there. That was yeah, a great was, match. That was a great match. Yeah. I still say, if you boo Roman when he comes out, you're not allowed to do it. This is awesome chant during his match. If you're going to boo him when he comes out, sit there with your mouth shut during the match. I thought we got past the Roman boos. I thought we were, were kind of, like, and now we're back, we're progressed back kind of in that direction. Is it okay to be like me? I'll boo and then I'll look at Alo like, yo, this is a real good match. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you're doing it as a work, of course. Wait, only DP could do that. Yeah, Because <laughs> I understand there's a reasoning for that. Yeah, Roman and Cesaro was a good match. The Shield all had matches between Joe and the two members of the bar. And guess who had the best match? Who had the best match? RR. <laughs> RR. The official podcast of Roman Reigns. Yes. <laughs> the official podcast of Roman Reigns, the Matt Madness podcast. Seth beat Sheamus. Joe beat Dean. How, how good was Joe's promo? Joe's promos are always on. Awesome. <laughs> Don't get me Joe. started. My man is on point. I do enjoy Joe. Listen, Gotten. Samoa Joe, I'm so glad. I watched this match twice because I was, like Ronald saying, you know how you go, like, in and out. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, there was a moment where I was, like, on my phone for, like, 45 minutes. And, like, I listened to his promo, and then during the match I got on my phone because I was just, like, out of it. Right. But I don't remember ever seeing Dean versus Joe, but I thought this match was great. It was like, the first time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Every time Dean went for, like, that slingshot lariat and Joe would, like, counter, it was great. When Joe beat up Jordan outside and then just to add insult to injury, <laughs> throws the uh, 
the um, what's that thing where he just drops on his the senton? He has the best senton in the business. It really hurts. Yeah, that like he actually gets like a little hang time on it before <laughs> he comes down. Yeah, it looked painful. We, we opened up the show talking about things we loved and hate over the past ninety nine episodes going into our hundredth episode. One of the things I hate, and I, Joe might appreciate this a little bit, is that we have our title, the main title, pretty much off TV the entire year. He comes in and out when he plays. One of the things I want to see change this year is get it off Lesnar, put it on Joe. Yeah, because Joe is I want awesome. the TV. When has the last time the belt's been on TV? I can't even remember. They don't have it on The TV. Week of Survivor Series. The Week yeah. of Survivor Series. Guys, the talent's there, and mm-hmm. the talent can deliver. We saw a few matches this week that we just all talked about there's the title's not there it's not and i don't hate lesnar but the title's not there there there, there's no focal point okay there's talks of making stroman like lesnar uh, a a feature where they're going to take him off every week i hope it doesn't go in that direction and there's no network special this month right well clash of champions but there's no none for raw none for raw so there's no network special Mm -hmm. there's no title no one watched. No one had a reason to watch. I didn't have a reason to watch. I put my son to bed. I walked downstairs. I go, oh god. And then, <laughs> and, and then, the, and pulled out your hot and, topic catalog. And then the and then the the page match or the women were on. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> and then I went and got iced tea and pretzels. <laughs> so, <laughs> so piggybacking off of. Nobody's watching. Have you guys seen what their the rumor going around is for Christmas Raw? John Cena versus There's John one rumor that I've heard. John Cena versus Roman Reigns for the IC. I will not be watching. <laughs> That's confirmed. But yeah. <laughs> but the rumor is to try and put Cena versus Roman for the IC title for, on, on Christmas Raw to get you to watch. Yeah. It might. Not going to work. It might work on me. The Eagles are wrong. You know so what is going to work? I don't think I'm watching. <laughs> Joe winning the IC title. That'll work. Yeah. Joe winning a title. Yo, can I just go I back to the Joe the match? Title. Joe doing the suplex and looking at Jordan like, I yeah. can do suplexes too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, Joe is awesome. He has been a bright spot of the last two years since we've been doing this show. He was great in NXT. Has been great in the time that they've allotted him on Raw. He has not been featured as much as he should have, granted. He did have that injury and was out for a little while. I think that might be the best thing that ever happened to him. What, what? the injury? Getting hurt, yeah. Kind of like putting him aside for a little bit. You forget about him, then when he comes back, he's a huge... Like, when he came back at the beginning of the Raw, how awesome was that? Yeah. Like, seeing him come back, like, I was real hype about that. And then he had the Lesnar match. I enjoyed that match. I don't care good. how that was good match. the match, match was. Yeah. No, that it was, was great. great. Match. Yeah. Was that great balls of fire? Yep. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the better pay-per-views this year. On, on, on the, sh- sh- pay-per-view the saw, year board. I saw it on the board. Yeah. I saw it on the board. Yeah. there. Yeah. Or was that the Fatal 4-Way? No, nah. Fatal 4 was SummerSlam. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, and Survivor Series was Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in case anyone yeah. forgot. Just in case. Triple H and his. <laughs> Triple H and the ego. Yeah. Going over. Um, <laughs> I forgot that one. Women's roster, as we said, finally fought back against Absolution. There is a couple things I want to get to with the women's division. Nothing too topical to what happened on Raw, but Sasha and Alexa had the first ever women's match. 
in Abu Dhabi, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like how they played that that. segment, too. Uh, It it was kind of emotional. Yeah, I thought it was cool that Sasha, you know, congratulations to her. She seems to, like, every new thing they do, she tends to be the one that's knocking down some type of barrier or getting over some kind of hurdle. It was the five-year anniversary on Tuesday, I believe, of her debut on NXT. And I believe on Monday... It was the three-year anniversary of the Charlotte versus Sasha Banks match that made me fall in love with wrestling all over again. So a lot of stuff fell in place for Sasha Banks this week, just in time for the 100th episode. (laughs) I feel like I have not been as much on the Sasha bandwagon for maybe the last 40 episodes. Oh, you haven't. But I feel, yeah, for good reason. Yeah, 40. It's been at least 40. Because going through the the awards for nominees, you kind of... You just you just push her to the curve. Yeah, because and this is no. I fault appreciate of hers. it. Yeah, it's I, no fault of hers, but they've given no reason for her mm-hmm. to be on that list. Uh, they like do something good with her for a week, and then they do something bad with her. Then she disappears. They tease something, and then they don't follow through with it. She wins a title and loses it the next week. So, with good reason, it's nothing to do with her personally, but similar to what I. When I ruined Dolph Ziggler for you on our first show, <laughs> 99 episodes ago, the or 100 answer. episodes ago, the <laughs> when I said they give you no reason to care, like, you know he's just going to lose, that's how I feel with Sasha. Like, I know they're not going to do anything with her, so it makes it harder to be invested. But just in time for 100th show, they reminded me of everything that's like, oh, yeah, th- this was, like, one of the reasons why I'm still doing why I'm doing this right now. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have dove in the way I did in 2015 and 16. Um, the other thing I read, Vince wanted to call them PMS. Like, Really? Did anybody else see that? Or I no? didn't see that. Because it's Paige, mm-hmm. Mandy, and Sonya. But, like, one, they already had a PMS. And, like, and really, in this current climate, <laughs> where we're in, that. with what's going on with the way men treat women and what women go through in the workplace. You wanted to call a group of women PMS? Why not? Like, Vince, step away. Yeah. Like you're, I Thank you for all the entertainment you gave me when I was a kid in the 80s. Thank you for the, all, all the entertainment you gave me in the 90s when I was coming of age. Thank you for being arguably the greatest character ever on TV as Mr. McMahon. You know, thank you for those things. But, like... Go away. <laughs> the next time I hear a go away chant or please retire chant for the big show, <laughs> I will close my eyes and pretend they're chanting for Vince McMahon. Did you? it is time. Did you hear what he wanted to do with Ellsworth? Yes. No. What was that? You didn't see? You didn't I read didn't, that? No. Go ahead, laugh. He wanted Ellsworth, some version of this, to be trans. <laughs> Are you kidding no. me? And wrestle Charlotte. At WrestleMania. For a women's title. <laughs> Go away. That's just a terrible Oh, my. Oh, I, I don't even have, like, words for that. Ronnie versus the world. Vince McMahon. Go away. It's time. That, that's it. Uh... And does anybody else like... Delete! 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 Corey Graves selling Naya, I think, is, like, an underrated treat that he, like, puts her over so huge when she does oh something. Oh, my God. Naya, well, Enzo is into Naya, clearly. That was great. I'm sorry. I don't know if you hated this week, but that was I great. I did hate it. Okay. See, I hate it? Yeah. I think it's so awful. 
That was great. It's such a waste of time, and they could do something better with her than that. I like when she greeted Drew. <laughs> I agree with that. There's your point there, but that was great. Just like he was naming all the cruiserweights, and he pops up Nia. And Drew Goodlock being so... He has no idea what's going on because he's so bland. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Nia Jackson Cruiserweight? Good idea. <laughs> it's so great. But he had Nia on his mind the whole time. I thought that was great. But I, um, agree, with, I agree with your point, but I still find it entertaining. You the When I told you guys, you didn't sell me on it, but you at least got me to give it a chance last week. What I was ready to buy into was the idea of her chasing him and him not being interested. Yeah, that's what and I messed up at. That's not happening. So now I'm like, okay, let this run its Shut course. It and be over. Is it just your hate for Enzo though? Uh, it's not just that. Like I get There's why no- you think that, and him being a part of it obviously makes me automatically not like it, but. There's just no reason for her to be doing that. Like, it's so out of nowhere. Her just, like, running in, like, hi, Enzo. It's it's so stupid. How you doing? Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's dumb. Uh, Ronald, what do you think? <laughs> That's a lot to throw in his plate. <laughs> I know. It's a lot to follow. It's I really, coming yeah, out of your ears. I, I, really, so. I really lost it there. A lot so, to unpack. So. Yeah, you unpacked it all. So, any questions? What exactly <laughs> am I addressing here? What do you what do you think of Naya and Enzo? This whole thing of them flirting with each other and clearly a romance is about to bloom. I don't like it. Eddie Guerrero and China, it is not. I don't I don't I don't like it. Dang, I didn't even think about that. They might that, be trying to trigger that, right? That's what they're trying to do because it's worked before. I was thinking more of Mark Henry and China, but China was playing him the entire time. If Enzo ever has a bouquet of roses with a lead pipe in it, I am driving to Stanford. <laughs> Stanford, Connecticut. Randy and I will, style. I will put him in a picture perfect sharpshooter. <laughs> Brock Lesnar style. You know, you know, you know that's, on reco- that's recorded. You, you, oh, it that's, is. That's on, the, that's on record now. Enzo, that's not a threat. That is a promise. That will yeah. happen. Not a rock sharpshooter. Yeah, I am, no. I am. I am. I mean, Enzo. I I, I don't need to see. Him <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I do give him credit. He is a good talker. But I, I don't I don't need to see this, especially with Naya. I think she can be doing something else. Her and, and I think it's just a total waste of time and talent. Yeah, <laughs> there is not an ounce of Latino heat in Enzo. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Not a stench. There's not even Guido heat in Enzo. Or oh god, just a total waste of his TV time. Like he, I, I just don't want to see the guy on TV. I'm sorry. I, I, I just. He's one guy I just don't want to see. Yeah, I'm so, with you. Get to get to the real meat potatoes of this. How about how did you feel about Absolution this week? Um, I didn't like that they talked. I was going to text you. Made it as a mic. So Ron boycott, but I wanted you to watch it. Yeah, she should have had a cold mic, <laughs> not a hot mic. Um. I mean, I don't know. I, I like that Paige is being featured um, because I think she deserves it, and I think she, like, missed missed out on, like, a lot of what happened that was good over the last year. So I like that she's kind of being put in a prominent position. I like that she's going to have matches with Sasha and probably matches with Alexa. I'm not sold on Absolution, but I'm not turning my back on it yet completely either. Yeah, um, well, Mandy Rose did the whole skip entrance thing again. I was just tuned out after that. Mm-hmm. But did you guys read the article about Paige when she she did an interview but somebody while she was gone? No, the only thing I saw was a headline that said, like, she was contemplating yeah. suicide. Yeah, that yeah. Was yeah so in the, inter- in the interview she did, 
for some website, wasn't here, so it's not, it's not, so it's irrelevant. It's not as relevant as it should be. But she was talking about how the stuff with Del Rio, like her first suspension, it wasn't for drugs because she took, she got the test late. Oh, Lillian Garcia, yeah, she was on that show. Yeah, and um, and then the second one is actually was for drugs, and this is still what she was with Del Rio. Remember, the report was they would WWE, they were trying to keep those two as far apart as possible, so. <laughs> so with that and then her whole the whole celeb gate thing happened and women they get nudes leaked all the time but Paige got it worse because she had actual video yeah and she said somebody walked up to her and said when she was with her and her friend some, a fan walked up to her and said hey that's the girl I went off to I got off to last night oh my god and Paige went to the bathroom crying and stuff and she that's what she told about she con- to contemplate committing suicide and, like, just reading the whole inter- article, it gave me, like, a whole new respect for her for doing that stuff. Because she got it worse than almost anybody that was involved in that whole Celebgate thing. Like, um, I don't know, JoJo got stuff leaked, Victoria, Maria, but Maria was already in Playboy, and um, Charlotte. I, I right now, it's a hard thing to go through, but the whole thing of Paige actually, like, building herself back up, getting her and Del Rio no longer together, and her being back on television, and it looked like she has a whole bunch of confidence in the company being behind her I have a whole new respect for Paige yeah like I think that's the thing people don't think about when that stuff happens is like that person has to actually now live with that yeah like we've probably all been in numerous different situations where you're doing something that you wouldn't like want your parents to see mm-hmm. or you'd be mortified if your parents found out like just imagine something like that that not only do your parents know like, your friends know, your siblings know, you know, your younger siblings. You might have, like, little nieces or nephews. Everybody that you see knows that this happened. I um, really. Yeah, I, yeah, well, the sexiest man on the panel. I've had some leaks. <laughs> I'm sure. And not the, not the kind that old men have. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, you're, I know where you're yeah. going with yeah, that. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I do think that she deserves the position that she's being put in. I do think that it's good to see her get to shine a little bit. Um, so I'm more excited just for her than I am for Epstein. Yeah, I am too. Well, that's why I kind of like it because they have Paige for, in the forefront, and it's kind of kind of a harken back to when she trained them in the in the Tough Enough series. So it kind of gives me a little more leeway with them in, in that sense. Yeah. Oh, and another thing about her behavior was about the whole drug suspension the second time. Because remember, she's been in WWE since she was like 18 or 19, and she's in wrestling since she was what? what? A kid. A kid. So she's never had a chance to be a kid. So a lot of that stuff was like her being a child. Yeah. Because she's never had a chance to experience all that stuff because that was all new to her. But like I said, I'm glad that she's in the forefront. And nothing about this whole women's Royal Rumble thing, if it does happen, what's the end game? Because first of all, I hated what happened when they all ran down the ramp and stuff. Because first of all, where's Nia been? Nia hasn't even been involved in this. You find Dana Brooke, who wasn't even involved in this, and then they come down playing Sasha's music. Then when the segment they play Nia's music, like, what are you doing? They, they don't know. <laughs> they don't. Like, They're just, like, throwing stuff at the wall and just hoping something sticks. I, like, you took Nia out the women's division for a reason, and now you have her just coming out randomly, getting rid of those, getting rid of those three. In the end game for the Women's Royal Rumble, what, is, are the champions going to be in it now or what? Or is it going to be for a title shot? Like, what's the, what's the, what does it mean? Well, it seems like they're just trying to cram as many women into a single segment as they can instead of, like, playing out storylines like they do in, for the regular wrestlers. I can see them doing the Women's Royal Rumble and not announcing what it's for until, like, the day of the show. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, now it'll be for a title shot, like, on that Sunday. 
Uh, so that wouldn't surprise me. Did anybody else pop a little bit for Dana Brooke being named the statistician and head of research and development for Titus Worldwide? <laughs> this is where I, this is one thing I missed. I felt I was stuck when this came on, and it wasn't on the replay on Hulu, so I missed this. I wish I saw. It sounds awesome. <laughs> I saw the picture, but I didn't look for the clip on my way here. But I, I was. Like, yes. It wasn't a long segment. They basically made her to those positions, and then Braun walked backstage towards the ring and scared them all away. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can find that little clip, it's worth seeing. You'll, you'll at least get a, a chuckle out of it. Uh, Strowman versus Kane. Now we're going to end up getting a triple, triple threat, threat with Kane, Brock, and <laughs> Braun. Uh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> my note for this. What is this? <laughs> I... I hate this. So my, my thing is, so Kurt Angle restarts every other match that doesn't have a, a finish. But he doesn't, he doesn't re- reset this match. He's afraid of Braun. <laughs> yeah. And Kane. <laughs> That's got to be Kane. Like, Brock versus Kane, it's never happened, but it's like 15 years too late. Like, oh, it's so bad. And then, like... Watching the end of Raw is the longest, draggiest thing because you're waiting for Braun to put Kane through the table. It takes forever. (laughs) Why? So I have been on record that I watch Raw on DVR from like a minimum of 45 (laughs) minutes behind so I can fast forward commercials and cut down my time investment. That's why I don't watch it. And I've always had it set for like 10 minutes after the show, like after 11 o'clock, so it would stop at 11.10. I've now set it to stop at 11.20, so when I see the time left, instead of subtracting 10 minutes, I'm subtracting 20. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's 40 minutes left? Oh, no, I subtract 20. There's only 20 left. So it's like I'm trying to make it seem less bad with the time left. That's how bad it's gotten. Then I'm extending the DVR time, so I'm subtracting more minutes off how much is left. Um, that sounds like a new math problem. Joey's still <laughs> yeah, in it's a really crazy grade, math problem. <laughs> yeah. Johnny has 20 minutes on his DVR and needs 10. Yeah. And there's two sets of doubles. Um, yeah, Braun, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I get the theory is probably Braun will, or I mean, Brock will just pin Kane so it doesn't hurt Braun, but like, why have Braun have another match with him if he's not going to beat him? I just don't understand. That's the point, because Kane's because when when this match got another, it's gonna be a triple threat match somehow. Because then I want they don't have Braun take a loss, and then if they do the Braun versus Brock, they just did that at um, No Mercy, so it'd be pointless. They should have just gone with Finn Balor getting this match like it was yeah. supposed to be. And what's and, he doing? And he could lose to him just like everybody else has lost to him. I don't I don't get why they. How can Vince say <laughs> that Finn isn't over? He's not over enough. He's not over enough for this match. Does he think Kane is over? Does he think anyone cares about Kane at yeah, all? Yes. He does think he that? He does. Who does he think cares? He he cares. So <laughs> he doesn't. Vince is okay. still out of touch. I mean, just completely. I mean, like. So you're not excited to see Kane in this triple Absolutely threat Absolutely not. Now, I, I didn't watch a lot of Raw this week, but I Good. didn't see that. I <laughs> but didn't unfortunately, see that. I saw that. Unfortunately, I saw that. I was. Highly, I missed Dana Brooke, but I saw that. <laughs> I was highly disappointed. I was like, why Why do we need this? You know, like, why? There's, there's other options out there, but we get this. Yeah, Kane should just go focus on his 
political race. I don't even know what he's running yeah, for. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, like, a, like a politician now or something, but well, then you see him as a big red machine again. Yeah, with, it's like, is that, do they think that's going to help him get votes at the ballot box when they, people see him <laughs> dressed as Kane with the fake wig and the mask? <clears throat> like, I would, like he's, he's plummeting whatever chances he has at winning this race. This is Vince McMahon math. Or just throw a bunch of big guys in the ring, people will watch it. I don't know yeah. what's worse, this or his wig. I really don't anymore. This is so bad. I don't know. What's this... This initial this pushes for it's so stupid. That the push is worse than the wig. <laughs> I could deal with the wig when they throw him out there like the two weeks before the rumble to act like he's a threat and then he gets eliminated towards the end of the match, but the fact that they're actually gonna have him have legitimate a legitimate match for the championship, I think is ridiculous. Um laugh. Let's bid farewell to Mr. Sexy Punakana, C.K. Joe Rodermel, as he kisses me on the hand on his way out. <laughs> the show of respect. Yes. Great show tonight, Joseph. Um, take care. Drive safe. And we will see you. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a knife. <laughs> um, laugh, how do you feel about Jason Jordan right now? Are you getting any enjoyment out of the weaselly, spoiled bratty. I love this. Jason Jordan. I think he's athletic in the ring. I think they should have kept American Alpha together. They're so quick to pull tag teams apart. I, I, I just don't get it. Do I like what's going on? No. I loved your idea here with... Angle and Jordan having a football catch. (laughs) I would have liked if Jordan was cheating to win this whole time and Angle didn't see it. (laughs) Playing a gimmick like, I'm so proud of my son. And people would say, but he's a cheater. And Angle would say, he's not a cheater. (laughs) I would have loved to see something like that. But... I, no, no, I don't. I, I don't like it. I just rewind back to the beginning. I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> While we're at it, I don't like anything else either. How great was it him saying, I'm sorry I got out of line last week. It was my intensity, yeah. you could say. You could say that for me. <laughs> and he's like, I wonder where, wonder where I got that from. <laughs> I popped so hard for that. I thought that was great. Yeah, the pandering and then immediately saying, but you got to put me in this match. Exactly. And then the fact that he ran down the ramp, so good. Because he's, he's legit like the spoiled... He acts like, he's acting like the spoiled rich kid now. Yeah. It's so great. Like he's entitled to things. It's so great. I wish they did this earlier. They should have. A lot earlier. I mean, I'm enjoying it now, but I just wanted to see it a lot earlier on when it was announced that, you know, father and son. Yeah. Here you go. Lightning round quiz. What do you think the Mania match is? Do you think it is going to be Hunter and Angle? Yep. Or do you think it's going to be Angle and Jordan and Hunter and Strowman? I think it's going to be Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Why? Because Triple H is going to be behind Jason Jordan turning on his dad. Why do we still watch this? <laughs> like, like what said, are we doing? Like I said, I told Ron. I, told, I, I said something on the show last week. I believe that Triple H is going to, Triple H is going to gift wrap the IC title to Jason Jordan. Because he keeps saying, I want another match with Roman Reigns. And somehow, somebody, he's going to get the Intercontinental title. And I think it's because Triple H is going to follow the line. Because Angle's, Jordan's going to turn on Angle. And I think he's, like, tri- when he does it, Triple H is going to come out and give him a pat on the back. Someone's just holding that IC belt until The Miz gets back because of what Jericho's doing. 
Vince now wants Miz to beat Jericho's record. <laughs> so Miz is going to be the most decorated IC champ of all time. How petty. <laughs> That's what he does best. People only petty because they can't How good were those clips? Great. Of great. Omega and Jericho. Awesome. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> put on another six-star match. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Put, uh, put all this crap to shame. <laughs> I, I agree. I can't talk about Raw anymore. <laughs> so We talked about it all, but... Do we have any listener questions? Yes, we have a question from the godson of the podcast, Joel, Joey Lafferty Jr. All right. Hi, guys. Congrats on 100 shows. Who is the MVP while you're filming? Mine is Jeff Hardy. So let me take this one first. Based on the fact that he was not on my Mount Rushmore when we started this podcast... And then about halfway through the 100 episodes, he weaseled his way onto my Rushmore. And then about three or four weeks ago, I had to claim him as my favorite of all time, <laughs> my the highlight. And that this run that he had, right when we started, he came back. It started with the Rudy Tootie Booty thing that everybody hated. And I was thinking, like, oh, Jericho, like, please don't do this to yourself. And then he had maybe the best run he's ever had. Chris Jericho highlight of these 100 episodes for me. Ronald, who's your highlight from the, from this period of time? I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I like Whether that. Whether you cheer him or boo him, the, the whole point is he is getting a reaction. I think that's what they want, and that's what he's getting. Um, he finds a way to do it. Um, he puts on phenomenal matches, whether, again, people boo um, unrightfully so, but um, <laughs> he puts on phenomenal matches, you know, great, great work. So um, I would say over the last 100 episodes, and I actually think right before episode one, if I'm not mistaken, we were in Philly at Raw where he won the title, yep. where we all cheered him, <laughs> and then things kind of fell apart months after. It was kind of yeah. weird. But December 14th, 2015. <clears throat> yes, because that was... So a, we saw him in Philly at the beginning of 2015 and at the end of 2015. <clears throat> so that was a good moment, but um, yeah, overall I would say Roman Reigns. I think that's a good choice. Well, I would say Chris Jericho, but I'm going to go with Kevin Owens because the entertainment factor that he's given me, he's been, a lot of time, it really has was the Kevin Owens show or the Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho show. That's what Raw was. No matter how bad they were booked, they were the most entertaining thing of the show. Like, some of my favorite hits, the, the, the terrible role we went to when um, Braun Strowman, when he was no, nothing. Two weeks out of WrestleMania. Yeah, two weeks out of WrestleMania, and Kevin Owens... Owned the show. Mm-hmm. Walking into Stephanie's office. Hey, hi, Stephanie. My name is Kevin Owens. Your husband's real fond of me. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Um, after, when he fought Sami Zayn at Payback and sat down for the IC title match and had his, took JBL's hat, his feet kicked up. Great. The Festival of Friendship, fantastic. This run with him running down um, Shane McMahon before SummerSlam about something about Shane likes his crew Canadians like Bret Hart, but he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> So good. So I'll go with Kevin Owens. Uh, Laugh, the person who is the highlight over these 100 episodes, or MVP. MVP is AJ Styles. I did not watch TNA. Anything that Jeff Jarrett touches, I hate. So I tuned out of all that. I saw some of the very small few of the good matches, and they, they all included AJ. So, but... But I, I didn't have much of a background on AJ coming in. And the, the southern accent usually turns me off also. Yeah. So 
it was great seeing him come in in the Rumble, making that entrance, making that, that big splash, that huge pop. My expectations weren't that high. And watching him and enjoying him in the ring has been so much fun. His matches are, are so good. They're always the match of the night. He's working his tail off. And I truly believe he's been the best thing over the last 100 shows. Hard to argue. Prep, the MVP of these 100 weeks. So I, I came into ALO talking about Kevin Owens. So I'm going to pick his counterpart. <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> is my MVP for the 100 shows. Um, I loved Chris Jericho in WCW. I know that's the only thing he liked from WCW. Mm-hmm. And then he's just somebody that knows how to reinvent himself. And when he comes back, it's like totally different and just a great character. And and it's never not Chris Jericho, though. Like, yeah, he'll come to something else, but it's still that base of Chris Jericho. And it's always good. And this year, I'd pick him, like, his run now... Like, as much as I enjoyed his 08 run, I like that character change. I think this year was just that much better. And Chris Jericho is definitely my highlight. He may, he may not be putting on five-star classics, but just he's so good. Mm-hmm. He's just a great character, great in the ring. And I think for the next, you know, whatever it is, ten episodes, till we get to, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, he'll just be... Just as good. Yeah. It's not better. And again, a totally different character. Exactly. and But the difference now is that he can really be a heel. Like. Right. He's like vicious. Yeah. Which I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great answer. That was my answer as well. I think I think he's the, the superstar of the year. Both years we've done this. Ronald picked Roman Reigns. He main invented both WrestleManias since we've been doing this show and the one previous to that. Um, was that it for listener questions? Yep, that was it. So, it's been 100 episodes. We have not had LeBron James on the show yet. <laughs> so, my goal for the next 100 episodes is to get LeBron... LeBron, you can wait till episode 199. I don't care. We have two more opportunities where you play the Sixers, one more time in Cleveland, one more time here. The throne is waiting for King James. Uh, like I said, we have 100 more episodes to get it done. My goal is before episode 200... We have sat down at the throne with LeBron James. Um, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge. Listen to our unsanctions, our throwbacks, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Alo, would you like to move some merch one last time? Yes, LeBron, I don't have an invite for you, special invite for you this week, but just get here, please. <laughs> <clears throat> and, I got, and like I noted earlier, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old recipes, go to kyleanella.com. Use promo code MATTMADNESS for 10% off your order. So that is 100 episodes in the book. Anybody have anything they want to say before I close this out? Ron, I would love to. I got two shout-outs. First of all, may the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Jedi opens up tomorrow night, and I am shaking right now just, <laughs> just thinking about it. And second... Guys, again, congratulations on the 100 shows. Thank you. Keep kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> Don't be good. Be great. And the entire time, keep having fun. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you to Ronald for being here. Uh, that is our 100th episode, 100 in the books. Uh, 
pay attention for the next hundred, which are coming starting next week. It never stops. Uh, so for Et to Fly Eric Trambicki, for Mr. Sexy Punicana, then now forever CK and Joe Rottermill, for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina, for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Thanks once again to the babyface Ronald Lloyd and the godfather Joe Lafferty. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the missing man, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the